What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 87 of the Taste Cast, a weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. And as you can see, Chris is only a voice within the ether. He is He's not among us mere mortals anymore. He is digitally uh, a vessel in the internet. How's that? I What's that like? My box. I lost my box. <laughs> He is he is still among us, but not not uh, in the flesh. So uh, hopefully he'll return to the flesh next episode uh, when the internet's not doing weird things. Um, yeah. So a couple of quick reminders: we got Steep and Portal Knights both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back at the end month for Plus Club. Uh, we'll talk about our experiences with those games. Let us know yours. If you like snowboarding, uh, skiing. Squirrel suits. Uh, squirrel suits, rocket suits, all sorts of shit. If you like snow, play steep. And Portal Knights is uh, it's it's, a, it's like a Minecraft thing. It's an it's adventure. Got snow. It's, there you go, snow in that too. If you like snow, it's a snowy month for you guys. And our game of the month, randomly picked, is Stardew Valley. Make sure to play that. Come back in the month for game of the month. That is a farming, social, now multiplayer simulator type game. I think that's kind of a fair way to put it. Kind of like uh, Harvest Moon. There's a dash of Animal Crossing in there as well. But yeah. And I guess you also can fight things snow. in caves. Hmm? You can fight things in caves? Yes. So there, it also has that too. A little bit of Diablo-esque system to it as well. What did you say, Chris? Also with snow. Oh, it, also it, with there snow. There is a winter season with snow. <laughs> this is the wintry season of Tasty uh, Cast. Uh, Tasty Lou Gaming. I almost said Tasty Tuesday. A lot of tasty going on. Um, yeah, we got a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. And uh, we are on iTunes, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. If you prefer to listen to us, and if you're listening to us and you want to watch us on YouTube, check us out on YouTube at Tasty Loot Gaming. Um, I think I nailed everything. Hmm. We did it. We did it, guys. Hooray for us. Uh, with every taste cast, we typically start out with what we've been playing. Uh, all our lists, I think, are pretty short, um, which is kind of weird. So I normally have like seven to nine things to bring to the table every week. Um, but mine's pretty small. So I'll, I'll jump into mine real quick. Um, yeah, so uh, PlayStation Plus games, I've actually been dabbling this week. I played a little bit of Portal Knights. So I'm going to reserve a lot of what I have to say about that for Plus Club. But uh, we have already played this last year for one of our Game of the Month months. Um, so you probably already know a little bit where I stand. It's pretty much the same a little bit, but we'll see if it changes for PS4. But um, yeah, I've played a little bit, and then I jump back into Steep for a second. Hopefully, I can get a chance to play with you guys as well. I think it'd be really fun to get as much people as possible. I don't know how many people you can play with each other. Yeah, I, I maybe saw a group of four, so I don't know if there's a cap, but I'd like to play that with some people. It'd be fun. Um, but uh, hop back into that. Um, that's a game I actually picked up when it released, played it, enjoyed it. Then, spoiler alert. Um, so coming back to it, it's kind of cool to have an excuse to just come back to the game. They've actually changed quite a bit to it, uh, especially in the UI. Um, they also made a lot of ways to get into events quickly, which is really nice because before you had to go to the map, look at a huge mountain of different things to do, click one and zoom in there and then you start it. Now you can just use the D-pad and up in the bo- our top left corner, there's a quick event button. You just go through their hit X and it'll warp you to it. Gotcha. So there's less zooming in and out and looking for shit to do. Also, motherfuckers, I noticed that while I've been gone and steep, when I was playing a game, nobody else was playing it with me. Now I come back, all my scores, there's like three people above all my scores. People fucking snuck in from the community and they're all like, I'm going to beat his scores. Guess what? I went back and I'm beating your scores. So you better fucking stay on top of that shit. <laughs> there's one. Everybody was really close. It was by like a couple hundred. We're all in the thousands or whatever. And then... I was like, I got to beat him. And I, I was having fucking trouble. Psycho's up there a lot in the top three area. And I'm just like, and he's 
beat me a couple times. And I'm just like trying to get fucking up there, up there, up there. Finally, and Josh's sitting there watching me. I'm getting pissed because that's the type of game I like just one little mistake. I fucked up. and I'm like, fuck. And I just like go back and do it again. I'm like, oh, God. And I just keep going back over and over and over again. Just trying to like fine tune it. And I finally got first place by like 200 points. And Josh is like, well, you did it. I'm like, no, it's not good enough. I need to get, I need to get like ahead. I need to get like a substantial fucking chunk ahead. So if they come for me, they got to work for it. So I did it a couple more times after that. I think I went up by like 4,000 points past the guy who was in first place. So come at me, motherfuckers. Um, love, love you guys. Um, I say you started off with motherfuckers like, whoa, where are we going? <laughs> I'm about to yell at everybody. You motherfuckers. Um, I say motherfucker in a very loving way um, by pointing at people. And, you motherfucker. Uh, the only other game I've been playing, uh, it's pretty much, I, I've been waking up, I've been going to work, I've been coming home, and then I play this, and then I go to sleep, and then I wake up, and then I go to work, and then I come home, and then I play this, and then all weekend I've just been playing Dragon Quest Eleven, which uh, I've been talking about a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean a lot lately. And um, yeah, I've had nothing but good things to say about it. And I still have nothing good or nothing but good things to say about it. Only now it's been upgraded. Uh, this is probably one of my favorite uh, JRPGs of all time. It's in my top five easily. And I think anybody who's ever played them uh, or enjoyed JRPGs should fucking play this 100%. It's fantastic. I thought I was almost done with it like 50 hours ago. And then the whole game just changed. I was at a halfway point, I swear. I was like, oh man, it's coming up to the end. It's coming up to the end. And then something happens. And now new shit's getting introduced. And everything's different now. And fucking characters are getting whole new sections to the skill trees and shit. And I'm just like, what the fuck? (laughs) This is like a whole other game. And it's just going and building. And I'm getting like backstory on every fucking character now. And it's just like, it's almost like watching uh, like a really good anime Except for I'm like 100 hours into this anime. So there'd be like, what, 200 episodes? Mm. I don't know. I don't know how time works. but Or, or fucking math. But <laughs> I just feel like I'm sitting here watching like this fucking like long-ass anime. Because it's, it's got that Akira Toriyama style to it, um, of course. And uh, it's got these cool like arcs that keep happening. And then you complete that one. It goes to the next arc. So it's almost like these like bite-sized stories that are all moving towards one big story. And... Uh, I don't know, the game's just super fucking enjoyable, really fun to play, and a lot of shit to unlock, and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, weapons, and the crafting system's awesome. Everything about this game is just fucking awesome, and it's not buggy, which is nice. I haven't seen one fucking bug in it. I love Dragon Quest XI. I'm going to fucking just emphasize that. It's very good. Because of Dragon Quest XI, and the games I've played prior to it recently that got me to play it... uh, you know, Final Fantasy 15, you know, Kuni 2, Persona 5, all the greats. I still need to beat Persona 5. Um, I went and bought fucking, like, three of the Tales games. Because uh, Tales of Vesperia. It's funny. In the time since the um, Tasty Cast, which I think was last weekend, where we talked about games coming out in January, I was watching that episode because I watch every episode at one point or another. And we roll right past that. I'm like, oh, Tales of Vesperia is coming out. So people who like the Tales series, you know, you got that coming out. And in that time, I'm like, I got to I gotta buy that. And fucking, so I picked that up because I looked it up and everybody says Tales of Vesperia is like the best Tales game. The only one I ever played was Tales of Symphonia. Mm-hmm. Way back on whatever the fuck that was on. I think it was GameCube. GameCube. Yeah. Nope. Um, played that back in the day. I was young and I was like, eh, this game's all right. I like the art style, but that's about it. Um, 
But while I'm looking at that game, just came out. There are other ones, Tales of Berseria and Tales of Visteria or something like that. Normally $60 were all 15 bucks on PSN. So I was like, I guess I have to. And then I picked up Disgaea 5 because everybody's like, oh, it's not supposed to have a great storyline. But everything I read says it's supposed to have awesome character building. And you said there's like a stupid it's, amount of levels. It's ridiculously deep in that regard, yeah. Yeah. They, uh, every review I read said it's just a blast that every, you know, every fight or whatever, you're just uh, taking all your characters and just building them up to something really cool, which sounds like fucking sounds like heaven, but kind of like hell for me, too. Because, like a tactical RPG, so, which is awesome yeah. because one of my favorite RPGs of all time is fucking Front Mission 4. And it's been a long time since I played one, so I could be wrong on this, but I think you can also like have people stand on top of each other and throw them and stuff like that, too. So, Ooh. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, it's got neat systems. So. Yeah, I looked at the art style though, and it's kind of, it's kind of neat, but kind of meh to me as well. It's obviously very anime looking, but the the, the style's very fucking uh, exaggerated. Oh yeah, and get ready for lots of dude. A lot of dude. Yeah, I'm not. I'm okay with dude. The prennies. That's all they say is dude. Oh god. <laughs> so they got their own like, I almost said que. <laughs> Quit. I say, yeah, pretty much been around since the very first one. And yeah, they just say dude all the time. Hmm. Koopo. I'm more partial to Koopo myself. <laughs> me too. Moogles are way cooler. Um, fucking fight me on that. Uh, I don't think anybody's gonna. So anyway, I have a long line of JRPGs I've just assigned myself now. So I'm going to be busy for a while. Man, that sounds like me on PlayStation 1. I had so many RPGs. I... I didn't get a chance to play them all. So I'm dude, I'm knocking them out. Except for Dragon Quest Eleven's never gonna end. And I'm fine with that. <laughs> I'm not trying to leave anytime soon. I'm like legit I mean, I, I just hit I think hundred and two hours in the game. So That's pretty good. Yeah. You could you could probably get it done a lot faster, but I really enjoy exploring that world. There's always there's never a dead end with nothing at the end of it. There's always something if you want to go look for it. If there's a if there's a bunch of buildings and you can probably go behind them, there's a reason. Yeah. Otherwise, they won't design it like that. So there's always something to go find, and then the, there's a bunch of things that are locked earlier on the game. That fucking you know, forty hours later, you're gonna be able to get into now and shit. So it's just it's, you're just constantly doing something in that game, and it's and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, I I hop back in. Okay, I also played another game. I hopped at, back into Call of Duty for a second too. And I did my daily or whatever, and um, which was fun. But uh, holy shit, <laughs> I haven't played a fucking first-person shooter in a week, and it feels like it's been years. <laughs> <laughs> I've been living in fantasy worlds for so long. I came back. I'm like, what? What are these archaic fucking machines I'm holding? I'm just pulling triggers and shooting people. Um, so that was fun. Also played uh, EDF5 with Josh. He did, yeah. Um, which was a fucking blast. Uh, Imagine that. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I just kind of was like, ah, eh, it's EDF five. I'll come back and I'll play it at some point, or whatever. Me and him were playing the split screen, which is laggy as fuck, um, but it's still fun. So you just kind of you're like, ah, oh, this game's ridiculous, and now it's laggy. It's just fun. It's just funny and quirky. It's the only game I'll look at lag and be like, ah, eh, it's EDF, whatever. Other games are like, this is unplayable. I can't do this. Um, but it's cool because some of the new enemies are like humanoids now and you can like shoot their legs and arms off and shit and their gun hand. You can shoot that off. So they're running around without a gun or whatever. And they're amphibians. So their uh, limbs will grow back over time. So it's kind of a cool um, 
change up. Yeah, it is pretty gross. You can like shoot them and they'll like fall back into a building and sit on their ass and start shooting you from the ground. Like, like, or you'll shoot their leg off and they'll be laying on the ground unloading at you still. So it's really kind of crazy for that. Cause in EDF, it's like a lot of bugs and like flying saucers. But now there's like dudes running around, like taking cover behind buildings. I literally watched him run and put his back to the building and come out, and start shooting and shit. That's and you so can, weird. And you can destroy all the buildings and stuff. So at first, like when I saw videos of it, I was like, that's just them going, well, let's push the envelope and make frog people. But like seeing them in, in action, I'm like, this is actually kind of neat. Cause you still have ants all over the place too. And then there'll be a, like a frog dude running with the ants, like shooting at you and shit. And like, you're shooting back at him while, you know, taking care of all these, ant like, and there's way more bugs in this than there was in the last one. Like I literally, uh, I was using the wing diver and they have a rapier, um, gun. It's called that. And, um, and it just shoots lasers like, a, like fucking, just every direction in front of you just constant just and uh it's like a bug zapper pretty much and um i was just in a crowd of fucking ants running and swarming around me and there's just a wall just building up with them and shit and i saw one fro frog at one point like fucking like vault over fucking a wall of goddamn dead ants and shit and he started <laughs> shooting at me inside this like fucking barricade i was building of just dead ants because they don't disappear or like ragdolls easy in this one either in the last one if you killed them and shot their body their bodies go flying somewhere right. now they actually have weight which is kind of interesting but that game is dope you should definitely play it i still got to stream it. i gotta stream anything at all soon i haven't done it in a while so that's what i've been playing all right uh i dabbled a little bit in stardew valley uh but i played on my phone because I had, I don't really have a lot of experience on on that platform. For it's our game of the month. So, to play it. Um, mostly wanted to see how it played on there, and I will go into that obviously at the end of the month. Um, I also need to try it on my Switch and see how it plays on there, um, so that I could talk about that as well. Uh, I pretty much only play the beginning though, so I don't really have a whole lot to talk about on it. Did it's you most farm? I did a little bit, yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like I said, I wanted to kind of get a feel how it played on on phone. Um, it is the full game though. And I think it's like $7. So, uh, if you, for some reason don't have a platform that Stardew Valley is on, you can buy it on your phone. That's a good suggestion. You do get the whole game. Do you know if they can cross play? Uh, I don't know if they can cross play, but I know you can take your save from the PC and put it on your phone. Oh shit. That's cool. Yeah. Um, I've noticed because especially with Android, it's platform is, is compatible with PC in a lot of ways. Um, that uh oh god windward when mm. we were playing that for our game of the month which is a top-down uh ship game um mm -hmm. like on the seas or whatever pirate game kind of um you can get that on your phone and i bought it on my phone and you can actually play it from there with people on pc which mm. i thought was like amazing yeah i wish i i would love to see more people do that if you can if you have a game that can be on both things right you know it's kind of cool so it'd be cool to play, be able to play stardew valley with people yeah, i'm not sure if the mobile version has multiplayer so um i know i know he took back publishing rights for all platforms but he still is having chucklefish do the switch and cell phone version of the game so. you mean he's separated from activision no <laughs> bye bitch uh he still maintains a relationship with them he just wants uh full control over publishing rights for the the pc and uh i think it's playstation xbox versions of the game so <laughs> And then I have spent a stupid amount of time in Final Fantasy fourteen still because I am completely fucking addicted again. <laughs> yeah, I can tell. And uh, yeah, to kind of highlight what I've been doing in fourteen, I am almost completely done with the first 
of four Eureka zones. I think the fourth one isn't out yet. Right. Uh, I'm not going to speak for Chris, but he's been there with me. He can explain his progress. Um, started leveling my white mage some to have a second max level character that is more useful for certain situations. So I got that, I think, to 62 before we even started recording today. So I got eight levels left on that one. And other than that, uh, I've just been kind of doing my dailies. So I've been pretty much just grinding out levels on my white mage and then getting my end game gear on my samurai. Mm -hmm. Nice. That's it. I have getting also there. only played Final Fantasy XIV as of lately. Um, I caught up, I think I was in what, 4.2 or something like way back when. Mm hmm. And I finally caught up to current story, and uh, I, I I kind of had all this excess free time on my hands, so I kind of skyrocketed past everybody. It seems. Yeah, I think I I uh, I balanced back out with you again because I got my item level up to three sixty five now. So okay, yep, yep, yep. Because yeah. you uh -oh. had you had jumped ahead of me there for a minute. I did as a ninja again. Mm -hmm this time around once again and i've been leveling a summoner that way i'll have a level 70 of technically all the the play styles of a tank melee dps range dps and a healer mm -hmm. that's all i've been doing just that that's it that's it that's you it. play nothing else no who are you telling the other night that they the, you like had to stop playing because they were tired or something i heard you Talking with somebody, and you were talking about still going, and they're like, "Yeah, you sound kind of tired." Keith, maybe. Oh, that would make sense. That was last night. Shout out to Keith. Yeah, it was nice seeing you at the game. I finally talked to him. Mm -hmm. I think it was Play the second more. time I've, I've spoken to him. Huh? Play more. <laughs> Play. <laughs> Play more at FinalFantasy14.com. Here, here's the tricky part too. We got Psycho's been playing. Mm -hmm. He's on a different that server. Sounds tricky. And so I never know when he's on. And so when we're just like, you know, typing and talking to each other in the game, I am so used to just talking in our free company that if he is on, he's not seeing it. And every once in a while, he'll say something real quick and it pops up in the cross world link shell. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I have to switch my chat over so he can be oh, included. Yeah. Um, so that'll be, uh, you know, another person to play with us, which would be cool. But uh, he can't transfer servers until I think February. And I think yep. before then they're gonna allow uh, visiting rights. Is is kind of the, it's this weird system they're gonna have where you can literally go to someone else's server uh, and play with them. So, so they do he, it in Warcraft. You just party weird. up with them in certain servers. Well, we're fine with certain servers will be connected. Yeah, but just party up with them and you get like an instance kind of things. Yeah, and so they've already implemented part of the system for that. So when you log in at the top, it'll actually say your home world name uh -huh. and where you're at. Um, and then, uh, when you message people now, which is kind of inconvenient, but I get why they had to do it. You have to put their server name in their name now and you whisper people. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so that I don't like, hopefully they find a better way to do that. Mm. But, uh, yeah. So if I go to message Chris, I have to put his name in and then at coral. I hate that. 
Yeah. It's just been pretty much everyone's complaint about that. They're like, well, why? That's so encumbersome. <laughs> it's really interesting that obviously you can be playing on different servers or whatever. That's something that's happened forever in MMOs. Like, oh, fuck, I'm on this server. Oh, fuck, I'm on that server. And, and then you stay in that server for a while and you maybe get into a guild or link shell or whatever the fuck and, you know, build up kind of a rapport there with people. And it's mm. kind of hard for you to hop back over or you're just kind of, you know, in situations waiting to hop over or whatever. So it's it's. It's cool, obviously, that you can hop servers in those games, which has been around forever. But the idea, and like Chris said, it's been in WoW, and I've, I heard about it there too. But it's cool that they found kind of a mid-ground where you could still maintain your relationship and your you know clan or guild progression with your, your guild on your server, but still go play with people on other servers. You don't have to make any kind of like definitive decision mm-hmm. of like, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave this and go to this, or I can't go over there. I've invested too much time over here. So right. as much as, you know, if you plan on playing with certain people enough, I would advise you move over there. Um, if, if you're in like a complicated situation where you're like, I, I don't want to move server um, or you don't have the money to do it, um, you know, uh, being able to visit, that's, that's a smart idea. So that's, that's pretty cool to hear. Do you think there's only some limitations? Like, obviously, you can't go use their um, auction house because there's an economy problem at that point. Say, say bathroom. <laughs> I, I don't know about that one. Point the sign, but like, you can't use this bathroom. You're from the wrong server, boy. <laughs> but yeah, no, so they can't. I'm pretty sure they can't use the, the same auction house just because obviously it would cause the economy shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I can't remember. Oh, this, there's a handful of restrictions, though. But for the most part, I think fucking ridiculous. Like it's not even the same thing, but I remember like when I played just think about restrictions and MMOs, which is such a fucking boner killer for me because like played, I played um, Star Wars, the old Republic for a split second. And when it went free to play, cause I played um, a trial version of it when free to play, I was thinking about maybe, you know, playing it. But if you played the free version, you couldn't like, world chat you couldn't use mailboxes you couldn't get a spaceship or the fuck you like there's so many like things you need to do to enjoy yourself in mmo basic things like using the fucking mail mm-hmm. talking to people that aren't right next to you all these things are like oh, you gotta pay for that shit i'm like that's fucked so yeah. the only reason i'm connecting those two things is like if you were to go over and play with people but they restricted too much shit it would kind of make people not want to use it so it's good that it's pretty minimal, it sounds like, on what you can't do. There's yeah. some things to be expected you can't do since you're not on that server. Well, and they already have the, the system in place to cross-play, uh, for instance, con- content anyway. So all it's doing is allowing their, their physical body to show up and do things on in the world instead of just instance content. So, Chris used to have a physical body. Yeah. Prove it. <laughs> I mean, we, we have, have years of you. There's like, I mean, there's almost 700 episodes of this show. Um, or shows on this channel, you're in probably about 500 of them. Elaborate movie magic. I wish I was that good. <laughs> I'm pretty decent at editing, but not that fucking good. Although I haven't, I haven't tried it. I'm gonna try and replicate Chris now with CG. I'm gonna need a hundred thousand dollar budget though. Uh-oh. Someone hand it over. If you want to see CG Chris? <laughs> Completely lifelike for two seconds. Uh. Anyway, what we're talking about? I think we were finishing up what we've been playing. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. we were. Anything else? Mm-mm. Anything you plan on playing soon? Uh, Stardew Valley plus games. It's a good one. <laughs> I plan on looking at Portal Knights 
and playing Stardew Valley, but I'm only going to play it multiplayer, so you guys got to fucking do that. And, I mean, I'll have to play it regardless for the channel, but I would very much prefer if you guys played as well. Um, and those fucking Tales games, whenever I beat Dragon Oh, yeah, Quest. I was say, I bought... I bought Dragon Quest Eleven and I bought uh, Blue Reflection, play so it. I need to play those. Fuck, I don't even know. I don't know nor care about Blue Reflection. Get the fuck rid of that. Go play Dragon Quest Eleven. So yeah, bought two games. Need to play them. Play one, <laughs> only one. Two ones, eleven. Dragon Quest, eleven. It's, a, it's actually an X and a one. Coming soon once you open your <laughs> wallet. All right, listen on the comments. What games have you guys been playing uh, this last week? Have you played Dragon Quest XI? And uh, do you plan on playing any games coming soon or uh, uh, any games at all? What do you want to play? Do you want to play Dragon Quest XI? Let us know everything you're playing in the comments below. And yeah, so this episode uh, is uh, kind of a, a futuristic episode. We're going to be explore, exploring a little bit of what was shown off at CES 2019. And for anyone who's watching this who's like, where's the video game shit? I like technology a lot, so I want to look at it. Just let, let me do it. Let me do it for a split second. And uh, we're going to talk about what we see. Uh, there's a lot of shit that was shown off, so we're going to watch a seven-minute video, I think, by Engadget that shows off their top picks of what was there because there's so much shit that we'd be here for like four hours talking about every single little thing. Although there was a yacht I watched a video on that was fucking ridiculous that had like, it could like sense your skin tone and tell you a bunch of shit about what was going on, like change the temperature of the fucking yacht and uh, you could go downstairs and tell it you wanted to chill and all the windows would shut on their own and some music started playing and the lights would dim and a fireplace would start up and shit. So I was like, <laughs> even if I was rich, I wouldn't fucking buy that. Like it's neat, but I would not fucking buy that. Um, so yeah, we're going to go through that video. Uh, and then we're also by, uh, popular, uh, demand people want it. We're going to give it to them. I want to talk about it anyway. We're going to be talking about, we're going to be catching up with what's, what information has come out for cyberpunk. Uh, 2077 we did our most viewed video uh, on the fucking channel by far uh last year uh when the trailer dropped mm -hmm. and then we did another video where we talked about some stuff similar to what we're going to do today so if i do repeat any of that information you know uh we'll, we're still going to talk about it and also if i say anything in this list that uh is incorrect you know the truth you're like this is actually not true so let me know in the comments also other things that we did not discuss Add to the conversation. Let us know in the comments. Um, yeah. So let's jump into, let's just jump into cyberpunk first. Okay. Um, yeah. So like I said, we've talked about this before. We're going to be catching up with info. A lot of this is speculation. A lot of it is actually confirmed. Um, and a lot of it is just kind of information that might be telling something else. So I'm going to go down the list. These are my notes I've taken. They're not verbatim. Uh, some of it is a bit. And uh, we'll talk about it uh, piece by piece. Before we get into that, though, uh, what are you guys feeling about cyberpunk 2077? Um, what are you guys thinking about, uh, when do you think it's going to come out and what's your hype level for it? So feeling, um, waiting for more, uh, from them, you know, obviously, uh, they showed off that fuck was like 45 minute gameplay video, mm -hmm. uh, which was crazy. That was a treat yeah. for sure. And, uh, you know, I obviously don't want them to show too much because I, I like being a little starved because I want to go into it and experience it, you know, but, uh. Uh, it would be nice to get some information specifically like obviously we can assume the price but price release date yada 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 so mm. uh, the the basic stuff i don't want them to show me too much in, at this point to be honest because they have even in that one gameplay very early obviously uh they showed that they are being very ambitious and uh 
I can just kind of at least like you know I've seen it. The proof is is there. I know that they are being um, very detailed and, and ambitious with the game in general. So I don't really have to have that concern anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm okay with being. They could show a little more, but like you can leave me a little like a lot in the dark as well because I I do want to like be surprised when I play the game. So um, hype level is I'm trying to keep it pretty passive to be honest just because i don't i don't want to burn myself out on thinking about it and talking about it, blah blah, blah all this stuff mm-hmm. I, I want to constantly enjoy it so you know like right now we're going to talk about it i haven't really been even on the 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 thought process of this since we talked about it last time so uh, you know it's it's all about pacing for me I've, if i i can't do one thing like final fantasy 14 i'm playing like cra- crazy i'm gonna burn out if i don't slow down soon so yeah same idea well i, I feel that and i intentionally don't cover every little thing i hear about cyberpunk on this show just because i don't want to discuss every little thing i, I like to do it in, in more of like um you know like a full segment mm-hmm. of like like what we're doing today for I just, sure uh you know got a list of stuff that that i haven't heard yet that that would be worth talking about um, because I also, you know, they've already been kind of vague about this game. We got that long fucking gameplay trailer, which was awesome. Oh yeah. Um, it was so not expected. They could have released like a three minute trailer or gameplay and everybody would have been just as happy, but we got fucking 45 minutes of that shit. And it was amazing. Um, but I agree with you. It's, it's, you know, I've, I'm already sold hundred oh, yeah. percent. I mean, I am more excited for it than you probably just because like I'm allowing myself to be hyped for it. I've, you know, played Witcher 3 a little bit more than you have. So, you know, I, I know just what CD Projekt Red is fucking capable of. These guys, you know, love the games they make. The work they put into them is just fucking, like, top tier. And they love their fucking their fans and stuff like that. So, you know, this is going to be a real treat no matter what. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm really excited for it. Um, but, again, um, they're being very secretive about it. And I'm almost trying to, like, respect that because mm-hmm. I – I like they they already gave me a taste and I fucking love it. So I'm pretty sure, you know, it's going to be great. And I and I want to know a bit, little bit more about a couple of things, especially uh, rumors of multiplayer. I think is a very interesting thing. Although if that came out and that was a surprise to it, that'd be fucking cool, too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, really excited. Um, but just trying to respect that they don't want to talk about a lot of things. And that's that's really cool because I know that. Um, they've already put a lot of work into the game and they're doing a lot of tweaking and polishing right now with the game. And, um, if it does come out in 2019, we should be expecting probably another trailer soon. Um, probably because it is possible to come out this year and if not next year for sure. But, uh, but they also are very much like this is going to come out when it comes out, which I love. Yeah. I was because with these guys, I'm not worried about like, Oh, they're taking too long. Like everything's going to, according to plan. They're making the game. Yeah. Like just let them do it for yeah. sure. So, yeah, I'm I'm very excited, um, and I can't wait to see more on it. But again, you know, not not trying to get. I'm not. There's a lot of people who are speculating a lot, and I think that's that's fun, and I can get in on that a little bit. But some people are really getting out there and what they are now expecting from mm-hmm. this game, and that's really unsafe for me. Yeah, don't do that because then you can be disappointed on something that was never promised to you. And I see that a lot in gaming in general, mm-hmm. even in movies sometimes. Um, so you know, I think it's fun to speculate, but you got to keep it at that. It'd be cool if this happens. I would love if they did do this. Oh, this kind of hints towards something. It'd be really neat if that happened. But some people are like, you're going to be able to do this. And people are like, where? Like, I was looking in comments when I was watching videos and reading stuff, uh, making this list. And there's people like, you're going to be able to do this. And people are like, well, where's the source on that? And they're like, you're going to be able to do that and this. And I'm like, okay, do you just added a second thing on that. What are you doing? 
How do you know that? Yeah. Do you work there? Like, and if you do, just fucking let us know. Like, but but stop stop putting info into the fucking into the internet and just you know pretending it's real because it's only going to hurt certain people. Mm-hmm. Too much speculation is a dangerous thing. You get your yeah. hopes up. These are expecting things to happen, and then you almost never get those. That's why I'm always like this. You guys want to be let down. It's been let down. Never. He's not going to let it happen ever again. I've been let down before. I bought a, a, a game uh, called uh, Star Wars The Force Unleashed for 60 bucks. And, and yeah, that did happen. I think that was the first time I ever saw you get be like, oh, man. Yeah, uh, I was pretty upset about that one. Also, that parkour first-person shooter. Fuck, what was that? Brink. Brink. That was a that was a lot. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Yes, but the problem with that one was that game came out too early. That was, yeah, that was the biggest problem. They yeah. serve like you literally couldn't play it. So yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah, for two weeks people <laughs> couldn't play it. I'm like, what? You just killed yourself. Yeah, it's an online only game with no single player, and you can't play it for two weeks. That's insane. So yeah, there's just bad logistics there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, Cyberpunk 2077 hype and uh, when you think it's going to come out and all sorts of shit? I'm kind of like shoving this. I'm keeping everything kind of minimal so I don't get over expectations of things and over theorize and get too hyped on something that might not even be in the game. Um, I would like to see anything on like character skill trees or progression like that. I'm always intrigued by how I can make characters or how I can level them up and things like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, I still don't think it's going to come out this year. No, um, no, and I, I kind of hope it doesn't just because I want them to take their time with it. I want them to have everything fine-tuned just the way they want it to be. Yeah, and they're they're definitely going to do that on their own time, but if it does come out this year, it will most likely because they it, it, they nailed what they wanted to. Uh, mm-hmm. In one of my notes, and we'll get into it, they have said that the game so far um, is on track completely on what you know their time frame their timeline and everything's going exactly how they want it to they're not having issues at all good yeah it's it's weird to hear that like most people are like oh god we got to delay it blah 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 and they're like everything's fine it's being made great and you'll come out when it comes out this is probably a huge difference though because you, you know you have a company we'll say like ea or or uh or activision or ubisoft you know the big release group. a giant triple a game in two years uh, do it now you have two years yeah go and here's how much money I'm going to give you. And go. Versus and go. the company who goes, this is how much money we have. And we're going to set the pace where we want to set it. So now all those developers, because they have like two years, they give you half the game. They make the other half while it's released. And then they sell it to you as DLC. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, that's definitely the case in a lot of a lot of things. I know you guys feel me on that. Um, where you get really cheaply made dlc because they're obligated to make it yep yeah yeah there's there's a lot of a lot of different layers and different directions people go with that kind of thing so it's just nice that cd project red is in a unique position to be their own boss do what they want to do have the resources to realize something and um have a fan base that's completely they know what they're all about and we're all waiting patiently you go in the comments most people are like i hope they release it when it's done and, yeah. and it's completely finished. And if they want to take their time, do it, which is so cool to hear. Cause I almost never see anybody in the comments for this game going like, Oh, come on, just fucking release it. Other games, people do that. But this game, they people, because of the relationship we have with CD project red, 
we know they're going to fucking achieve excellence uh, for the most part. Most of us see Project Red fans. So um, we we want to fucking stand back and let the fucking artists do their work mm. pretty much. So we're also in a time where games come out every five seconds, though. So 100 percent. Yeah, I'm, little- I'm not in a rush. <laughs> <laughs> so if, if a company here or there wants to like do that fucking five six fucking seven year development cycle go for it can you imagine if right now while i'm playing dragon quest 11 just just letting it suck my fucking life away that they released cyberpunk i would literally fall down and cry i'd just be on the ground in a field position in my room in the dark just crying <laughs> oh i don't want to picture that oh no <laughs> it'd be like the end of the world happened because there's not two of me, so I can't play both. <laughs> Do I continue? I have a feeling you'd manage. Can, no. I, <laughs> I can't manage simple things like that. Um, do I continue enjoying myself and loving everything about life? Or do I l- let go and let the hype take me? It's very hard. It's a very hard decision. But luckily, we don't have to do that. Um, there will be no crying uh this episode so yeah i'm gonna go yet it's coming okay so i'm gonna go down like i said guys in the comments join this conversation let me know what you know let me know if i say something that you're like that's not the case let's fucking have this conversation and uh let's be open-minded about it because i know a lot of you guys are really excited so first note i got it's no particular order but i did try to keep some things together uh that had to do with each other so um and one more time, we have two videos prior to this where we talked about Cyberpunk. So if there's something we missed, we might have talked about it in those episodes. So check those out. Maybe Chevy can put them in the link. I don't know. Um, that's Chevy does a lot of the YouTube stuff. Um, yeah. So uh, CDPR has said the game is playable start to finish. We have talked about that already. But uh, being made on schedule and according to plan, they are tweaking and polishing the game now. So we already touched on that a bit. But it is interesting to know that the game's playable right now. Um and what they're doing right now is just making sure everything's awesome, fun to play, and making sure the game looks really good. You know, they just want to make sure you don't stand up while you're driving. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, I liked that game so much. I was just like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. I was enjoying myself. I'm like, why are they doing that? You know, really sad too. And I, I'm deviating. Sorry. But no, like, it's fine. That's it's what we do on the uh, show. It's, it's, it's such a sandbox game mentality to have. Like you, you play like you know a Morrowind, a Skyrim, you know Obl- Oblivion, whatever, Final Fantasy fifteen, anything, and a bug happens, you're like, well, there it is. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, even to this day, games are getting bigger and crazier, yeah. and when you allow a sandbox with like algorithms and fucking systems in place to make things happen and make the world feel alive and interesting, I don't think people really grip how fucking difficult that would be. Like you never done it. I haven't done it, but fucking if you think about it, if you have any background in any kind of programming, uh, that's a, a huge task to take on with hundreds of people fucking working on that. And if you even get close to nailing that without bugs, you're amazing. But it, to, to see bugs in those games, it depends on how bad the bug is. If it breaks the game, yeah, there's a problem. Mm-hmm. If it's something goofy like a fucking donkey lady, uh, flying horse, flying horse, or you know, uh, fucking Prompto Ignis and uh, Gladio standing up through the roof of my monster truck car while I sit comfortably in the back seat, these things can be looked past. I just put it on Twitter and go, "Hey guys, look at this! this is ridiculous." Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything negative. It, I mean, it'd be nice if they didn't do that. But now I got a story. <laughs> I think there's certain bugs I actually kind of welcome. So, um, so yeah, I. Uh, I agree with whatever you started that with. 
they are polishing the game yeah. up right now, yeah. making sure that shit doesn't happen. And I'll actually be very, um, I'll be very interested to see, um, you know, how that because this is an open world game. Although, and I'll get into it, they are not going for bigger is better with this open world. Good. They don't. They're not worried about that at all. So we'll get to that. Uh, Chris, any any thoughts on that before we move to the next one? Bigger is better. <laughs> all right, size queen. <laughs> <laughs> bigger is better <laughs> I've left my I've left my physical body to be bigger within the, the fucking the radio waves <laughs> I'm a god um, okay so uh, 2019 release pretty likely uh, some people working on the project have finished their work already and have moved into other projects um, development goals timeline says uh, January 2016 to June 29th, uh, 2019, uh, but could be pushed back. Estimates by analysts say 19 million copies will be sold in the fourth quarter of 2019 on PS4 and Xbox One. That's a lot of educated speculation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we already talked about it a bit, but people, a lot of people are betting that it's going to come out this year at the end of the year or the third quarter. Um, and the reason I put the analyst part in there is because financial analysts are already speculating the amount of money. So I think it'd be interesting to talk about the money aspect, which 19 million uh, copies sold is a shitload. It is. Um, but also that they have reason to believe that's going to come out this year. Uh, another reason people said there's a really good reason it would release this year is because next year and the year after we're going to start thinking about the next consoles right now. PS4 is at its fucking height in the amount of uh, houses it's in. So now would be the this year is the year you want to, to fucking push copies of software. Exactly, hundred yeah. percent. So these are all really interesting things to bring up. It's also interesting too uh, that that in their um, uh, timeline for their projects, uh, they have 2019 in there, which you know is loose. That could just be the goal. Mm-hmm. But again, they've said a million times it's coming out when it comes out. So what are we, any thoughts on that? The thought I have is if people are moving on to other projects. If- <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they already got other games in the works, game slash games. So uh, I'm assuming another Witcher game. But uh, as far as like Cyberpunk goes, I mean, if it does come out this year, I mean, I'm sure we can all rejoice and and you know plan on losing whatever time we have left of the year to that. I'm sure because I can't imagine this being a small game. It, and it would definitely, if it comes out this year, would be like the Red Dead um, Redemption Two it, of this year. It, it would be the big game. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, one of the big God games. God of War. So. Yeah. Uh, and actually, uh, you know, episode we did recently where we covered what was coming out this year. Uh, there's not a lot of like super major titles, at least that are officially coming out this year. So. There's like some expected major titles, yeah. like Division Two, Anthem, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Metro, but but there's no like, oh shit, I don't know if this like this is like huge, yeah. and we have no idea what to expect from it. Like Division Two, we know what to expect from it. It's gonna be a continuation. Anthem. Pretty much know what to expect from it. Um, and uh, Metro, you know, even though for me, I'm super hyped on it. I pretty much know it's going to be another Metro game, which is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Chris? I, I think you guys have said it pretty well. They, yeah. They've got people who wanted the project, so that's that's a good sign that everything's going well. Yeah. Um, and then the 19 million copies sold. Do you, uh, Can you foresee that? Do you think that that's a good guess? I mean, okay, so how many copies of, of Grand Theft Auto Five have sold at this point, though? A lot, like a hundred million. Yeah, so yeah, nineteen million. I could see that. I mean, there's there's in that quarter. 
sure, but like <clears throat> they showed off, you know, that that video and even our small channel received a huge bump off of that. Yeah. And and people right now are still watching that video. Yeah. So I mean, obviously, uh, you know, it's funny too. I'm kind of trying to figure out where I'm going with this, but God, welcome to my fucking world any, every fucking every five minutes. Anytime. <laughs> try to figure out where I'm going. I try to discuss this game with, with someone who is into games, but not like in the same regard. Like, obviously, we, we do a show about it, so we have to be a little more uh, in the know. We're not, you know reporters and and have sources and crap like that well and we'll get comments sometimes we're like you don't know what you're talking about every once in a while i'm like dude we i mean we're like gamers like hard, three, hardcore yeah. gamers but we play everything we're three dudes but we're <laughs> also not trying to pretend we're ign exactly There's people way more reputable than than us and we're just having a conversation for sure so we're you. i guess the better way to put it i plenty of people who play games who aren't necessarily as passionate in yeah. the inner workings of how gaming uh, works and stuff yeah, like that for sure. so um, and I'll, sh- I'll talk about this game and there's still, there's still people I know who, who don't know what I'm talking about. And then as soon as I show them even like two seconds of it, they're like, wow, that's really good looking. I'm mm-hmm. like, you should watch the whole 45 minutes. I just like, watched a little bit of it again, doing my research and, uh, I forgot how good that yeah, game it, looks, man. Yeah. And one, it's funny. Cause when we watched it, we watched in this little laptop screen yeah. and it wasn't even full screen and oh, it looks great. Watched it on, on the, the TV, you know, and in 4k and you know yeah many inches there and you're like oh wow that's a very good looking game and that's being streamed that's yeah. not even yeah. being uh, presented in true 4k you know the 100%. way it would be if you're playing it so um it's gonna be a very gorgeous <laughs> game and that alone <laughs> i hate, just and I about hate it. to say this but like a good looking game sells games yeah because, well <laughs> people who are into games like hardcore you know they got their allegiances to whatever games mm. they're already into, but like they're they're looking for that gameplay. We've seen good graphics. You got to really push those graphics for us to go, whoa, holy shit! But a lot of people will always argue gameplay matters over gra- graphics. Mm-hmm. But I always like to remind people graphics do matter to a certain extent. I love mm-hmm. technology and shit, so like seeing an engine that can run a game that looks amazing is is awesome for me. But I'll play EDF five. The game looks like shit. It's very sure. fun. But for the people who are not super in the know on games, seeing something that looks amazing, doesn't matter what the fuck it is, will catch your eye. Yep. So there, there's definitely value in those graphics. And that game looks better than most games. Yeah. So. And well, and it's important, though, that if you are going to take the approach of having a uh, super graphically intense game, that you don't forget the fun aspect. Because then you mm-hmm. end up with a, a was that the order... Uh, can't remember the name of that game. Which I bought. It's a very good looking game. Six, yeah, it's fantastic. There's looking. no, there's no game, which really sucks. <laughs> I, I, and don't, don't fucking kill me, everybody. I would love to see them do a sequel to that game and make the gameplay better because the world was actually really fucking cool. The lore was cool. Mm. Everything about it was really neat, and the graphics were awesome. But the gameplay was so. Yeah, you can't make an argument for it. It's so basic. There was games on PlayStation that were deeper yeah. than this game. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for it. So they, you could just tell whoever was working on it was like, we got to make a good looking game. Yeah. And that's and, what they did. And there's that fine line. You know, you, yeah. you really do have to, if you're going to go for the, the graphics, you got to go for the gameplay. And we saw the gameplay, obviously. Yeah. So it's there. Oh, I, I, oh so. I think we're talking about 1886 still. I'm like, I know the gameplay. I fucking no, no, no. I played it. I, I'm just trying to emphasize bored. that the 19 million part. Yeah, like yeah. we've seen the we've seen the graphics, we've seen the gameplay, we've seen the voice acting, and we've heard the sound effects and the music and like the 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 visuals have been there. And that was early footage. So 
the thing that's interesting to me with the 19 million, which I can see possibly because word of mouth after like all the hardcore gamers and CD Projekt Red fanboys and girls uh, get their hands on this is going to spread. Well, how many if people bought The Witcher by now? Well, that's the thing, though. The The Witcher has has had a fan following, small and growing. But The Witcher 3 elevated CD Projekt Red to being like, they're not a household name, but they're fucking, they are an adored fucking company now because of that game. That game um, put their name in other people who weren't even playing those games. It put them on the map for them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was a big jump. But again, like I said, I don't think they're, even though that upped their value insanely, as a company, I looked at what they're worth now. They're not a small company. It's crazy. Uh, I think it's like $2 billion that fucking um, company's worth now. Yeah. Um, so, and that was after Witcher 3. <clears throat> they doubled that in one year, fucking from $1 billion to $2 billion. Um, Anyway, uh, but but this game, I think I think because they're they're getting away from The Witcher, which I think is already a very specific thing that I think certain people are going to be really into, and then other people are going to be like, you should play this, and they play it. I think something like cyberpunk is something that most people are going to be able to just fucking see it and want to play it. Yeah. I think this is going to be their 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 mainstream game that gets it into everybody's fucking minds. Yeah. So the 19 million, it's hard to say just because like I said they're not they're not a household name yet, but I I do think that this is going to sell really fucking well. Mm-hmm. I think you want to add it's hard for me to say I'm curious as to where they got the the numbers and how they're coming up with this like and um because yeah fans in the witcher now but not necessarily those fans into because some people want to play just fantasy style games and people aren't looking for techie type they can't expect that to be 100 percent correlation across mm-hmm. um but i mean they are well known for making good games it's just i'm just I'm skeptical. I'm always skeptical of numbers like this because they're rough estimates based on previous titles and things like that, usually of sales like that. And it's really hard when you have a new IP like this to correlate those previous sales to something like this. It's just not necessarily a direct correlation. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm skeptical about everything. That's why I won't say this is 100% correct because there's no way to say that. But um, but uh, financial analysts like that, I mean, they're they're pulling from a lot of data. It's not just like a couple things. So you look at the company's growth, the amount of copies sold, in what months, by who, what demographics, what are those demographics doing when this will probably release, and how much sales typically happens in that time, and uh, all sorts of shit. Um I mean, people make projections on movies all the time on what they're going to make. They're typically pretty close. So there is definitely a rhyme and reason to it. Um, but this one, because we don't know when it's releasing, is an interesting one. Um, I'm just curious to see. Uh, somebody in a video I watched, too, said, you know, sometimes analysts aren't right. And they said, uh, you know, um, Michael Pactor predicted um, a new Elder Scrolls in, I think, 2017. Um, we didn't get it, of course. Mm. But I think that's a really bad example because I don't think anybody could have predicted Bethesda. Well, me and Chevy could have definitely, but fucking predicted <laughs> Bethesda's decision making, um, you know, in prior years. I think most people were thinking that they were going to do what they were known for, and uh, they, they didn't. And I, and I fucking knew it. Um, but yeah, um, it, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. We will move on to the next one. So the Polish government, and a lot of people already know this, but it's worth talking about. The Polish government um, has invested $7 million into CD Projekt Red going towards the production of this game. Um, 
because a couple countries do that. I know Germany does stuff like that too, where they'll mm-hmm. invest in things that essentially will benefit the country, right. which I think is really neat. Um, you know, supporting the arts and stuff like that. Uh, so they invest seven million to City Project Red, but wants four development goals when they gave them this money. This is really interesting. Um, so one of them, the developmental goals, is a cinematic feel, which I think we can already say is there. There's a seamlessness to the dialogue and the way the game goes and the music and the atmosphere. It's very cinematic. Rewatch the exchange of the uh, the the money when the the main character draws their gun yeah. like that it's seamless <sighs> yeah it's very cool um so i think we have much to add to that uh another one is animation excellence which i think um the scene where she gets the eye uh surgery or whatever that whole scene yeah. is fucking awesome yeah to watch another one is city creation which we've seen visually some of that mm-hmm. but some of the stuff we'll be talking about in a sec um definitely lends itself to it's going to be massive in in a certain way. And then the other one is seamless multiplayer, which is something that we know they are dabbling in, Mm -hmm. but that's it. So I'm really curious to see what happens with that. If it will have multiplayer. I know a lot of people are just like, I don't want it. It's one single player, which is fine too. And I agree in the sense that I want them to make that single player, like a single player game and not think about multiplayer at all and release that single player. But if they're added online component that was not mandatory to the development, I think it'd be neat as well. Um, and I know someone got crap or psycho got crap for this in the comment section on one of the cyberpunk videos. But I agree that if they dedicated a DLC like they did the final fantasy 15 for a multiplayer mode that lets you just play in the existing map, uh, that would be completely fine. Yeah. So. Or if they're not talking about it, but they have a whole fucking intended, not not tacked on. Because I know mm-hmm. a lot of people get upset about with multiplayer, but a lot of times they tack that on because they want to pull people who like multiplayer into the game. Mm-hmm. And then you get a weaker single player and a weak, weak fucking multiplayer, and it ruins the whole thing. But if you got, you know, an idea and they're like, this is how we're going to do it, and they fucking nail it. How would you be able to complain if the single player is as good as you wanted it to be and it still had multiplayer to it too? There right. wasn't shit. Um, so I'm open to the idea. But it's interesting that that with the money that gave them, they want that multiplayer. I'm you know, the DLC thing would be kind of neat too. But again, I don't and I don't think it'd come from these guys, but I don't want something that feels like they're just adding it to add it, you know? No, for sure. I'm just saying if it was in the plan though, because yeah. <sighs> It's a weird, weird example I, that I keep going to 15, but 15 obviously had a planned DLC cycle that was story expansion and multiplayer. And even the multiplayer is is designed to be a story expansion. Um, yeah, the multiplayer, though, is a very minimal experience compared to the game. Though. It, it is 100 percent. It's definitely tacked on in a sense. And I'm not I don't expect them to necessarily do that exact thing. I was saying the idea of them because they already have a pre-existing map but releasing multiplayer later as either a update or a DLC um, when they're done with the development of the game and they can focus on doing something else to it would, I think would be safe. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. And with a couple things too, that they've talked about um, while they're making the game, they're researching and fucking around with the ideas of these. They've been open about that. They've mm-hmm. said that they have worked on the ideas of multiplayer to see, you know, if they can nail it or not. And they seem very much like if they're not going to be able to do it, they're not gonna. Sure. They're not going to push it or force it and give you a buggy fucking version of something that they were like, well, we said we're going to do it. So we did it. So I feel like if multiplayer didn't work, they would just go, nope, it's yeah, not going to work for sure. Uh, definitely seems like what they're, what they're, uh, what they're like. So Chris thoughts. Uh, I'd love to see multiplayer, but if it doesn't work, I'll put it in. 
Yeah, and I agree 100%. The only reason I really emphasize the multiplayer thing, and obviously I like multiplayer games a lot, but for this, it's it'd be very cool just because the potential for multiplayer in a game that's based off of pen and paper is very cool to me because pen and paper is typically, when I play it, multiplayer. Mm-hmm. And it's very fun to have an adventure with your friends and stuff like that. So if they could nail it in a way that still feels authentic to the game, even if it was one other person could go around that world and do missions with you, it'd be very fun to have your both your made characters dressed the way you're dressed, your builds, your street Sam, or fucking... Um, oh, God, I forgot the fucking name. The guys who are charming talk to people and shit. Was that a face? Yeah, you might be mixing up games, but... Oh, is that something that, else? That, that might be Shadowrun, but oh, regardless. I've never played Shadowrun. Um, but, I don't know. Did we play Shadowrun? Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> I play a lot of random shit. But, um, but it'd be very cool to uh, to have that experience where you're fucking you know, running around together and having that, no, that, that pen and paper experience in multiplayer. But you, like we've said a million times, just don't do it if it doesn't work. But I, you don't have to tell them. Anything else you guys want to add to that? I'm just curious as to why they, the, 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 was it the Polish government you said? Yeah, because yeah. the Polish company. All this money. Oh, it's a Polish company. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Seth brought up earlier that them in Germany are examples of company or governments that will invest in companies as long as it obviously helps their. Uh, U- Uva Boll's whole career in Germany was funded by the government. Yeah. Well, there you go. So, Crazy. Yeah. And he's garbage. So that's an example of when it doesn't work out for him. <laughs> You were going to say something. I was just curious as to if they had like any like expectations of like maybe the game take place or something like just to kind of help with the government's revenue. Sales of the game. Sales of the game um, makes the country look good, brings business to that country, creates jobs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Helps I- with trade because you're exporting a product. So it's, I mean, it's, it's literally investing. They're putting money into something that can help the country. So just like, uh, in Britain, they'll fucking knight, uh, people who are like actors, obviously everybody's like, sir, blah, blah, blah. Where are you from there? We'll call them sir for some reason. But, um, but you know, they do that because they're, they're, they're contributing to the country. They're, they're something to be celebrated. They're not obviously giving them money and investing in them, but they're going mm-hmm. like, you're being knighted because you are a great asset to the, to, uh, the UK. So it's interesting how a lot of those European companies are not companies. Those knights better get out there in some fucking plate mail on a sword. I want to see it. Ian McKellen, McClellan, McKellen, and Sprout and John just out in the battlefield. Yeah, those guys are gonna get on a horse and fucking sing their knights. You're gonna play bard, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's that was really interesting. Just the emphasis on seamless multiplayer Mm -hmm. and seamless is interesting. So that sounds like drop in, drop out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Next one. Map is more vertical than is large as a radius. So they said that um, said I said that word um, that the city is not going to be fucking huge. It's not going to be like a giant like they're not one of those companies like we got. This is going to be seven times the size of the last game, whatever. But they are saying that it is going to be very vertical. You're going to be going in. you know, large buildings that go up really high. And there's also going to be underground areas as well under the city, which is really interesting. So uh, also the philosophy for the map is it shouldn't be big. It should be enough, meaning that they want you to not run around and not have shit to do. Yeah. Um, I actually really appreciate that. And oh, I'm sorry, do you have more on that? No. Okay. Cause I was just jumping in there. Sorry. There's some more to add to it, but, but go ahead. Well, so like, when me and you picked up the uh, the Assassin's Creed 
the the Paris one. Uh, yeah, really, really cool, but Unity. too big. And it didn't feel the, too, the it wasn't, wasn't even too big. It was just they they had such repetitive quests and they had plenty of them. Well, yeah. So you take this these huge maps and then there's nothing to do in them. Mm-hmm. That's not impressive. It's daunting and uh, slows down your gameplay. So I appreciate if they're going to make the map, you know, with the idea of like make it useful. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's then that's pretty much all I'm going with that. Is like. Well, and I'll take any opportunity to talk about Dragon Quest Eleven, but um, it <laughs> it has a very intended design to its world as well. Like Square you know, needs to pay you. Yeah, I know. Um, Square, pay me. <laughs> um, <laughs> it has very intended design on what where you go and what you're doing and what you're getting. You're never going to an area going like, what the fuck's the point of this area? So I really appreciate that. And there's other games too that are kind of like linear meets open world like god of war's world's not gigantic by any means of other games that are gigantic but it's completely intended and designed yeah and and you feel it because when you go to new areas they're talking about what's there there's a quest that's specific to that area that will take you to an area that's very specific to that it's all designed and it feels like it's you're never like well i got to get another couple levels knocked out so i'm just gonna go that way and fucking hope i find some you know quest that's randomly generated by the by the developers that's just like yeah do x amount of thing for x amount of xp and x amount of fucking gold go hit three moles yeah and <laughs> then you just keep doing this stuff and eventually you're like i'm only just kind of going through the paces to level now at this point get some loot um so you know when i was younger i was like size fucking you know is is awesome because we're still in that age of like things can get bigger this is crazy technology is getting crazier now i'm like unless you're making a, like a full fucking earth replica i don't care about the size of a map anymore i want that map to be fucking fully detailed and intended and mm-hmm. and so if their philosophy is to you know not worry about let's make it gigantic and go let's make a fucking you know a really detailed intentional city because it's only a city too you're gonna be exploring mm-hmm. it's gonna be a big city but like it's just a city you're not going like out into the fucking fields and shit although there's speculation you might be going to other places um you know i i just you know if if i'm exploring a city. I don't want to run to you know a building and like every room doesn't really have much in it. You're just looking around, going, "Oh, this is neatly designed," and then you just run to another room and you know, yeah. So, Chris, I think I think that's what people should take away from this is that although they say the map isn't going to be massive, the 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 them saying it's going to be more vertical means that the buildings are going to have more internal structure for you to look at and explore, and probably more likely have um, varied like interactions with. Um, it just it doesn't mean less it just means that it's more in a different perspective which i appreciate because i get tired of having to go across from one end of the map to the other where like only two of the houses in between you can go in because they only have enough time to render the inside of two of the spaces it makes it more realistic more lived in everyone has the same chair right (laughs) well yeah 100 percent. and and one thing though that that's very uh much a cyberpunk thing though is you have the micro cities Mm -hmm. which are giant buildings that are essentially their own cities Mm -hmm. so when we're talking about the radius of the city that it might still be a fucking big area you're going but you're going up in a mega city Mm -hmm. or going down into a mega city underground so it's Mm -hmm. more of a vertical map than it is a radius so it's not going to be a small map it's just not going to be like they're not their philosophy isn't striving to make the biggest world map you could get yeah Mm -hmm. so well so you kind of get a feel for that anyways when you're you're leaving your your uh apartment i'm assuming it is uh and then there's 
this whole area and they're practicing boxing over here and the weapon guys over here, your house was literally right there. Mm -hmm. So it might as well have been like the person like left their white picket fence, walked down the street. Like that's the same mentality almost, except it's all inside of a building. Well, and something too, that can be realized with that idea of the verticality of a map and, and just how much is going on in one building is we've already seen that you can go out on the street and drive a car around the streets. But, but with all these vertical cities, essentially, there's gotta be air traffic as well. Mm-hmm. So think that you're like on like the fucking hundredth floor of a of a fucking mega or micro city. You could fucking uh you could take a fucking flying vehicle over to another section of a city mm-hmm. and it's almost like there's there's air streets up there and it's a whole other section of the whole fucking map. Yep. It's not, you know, you have a map like this and just start doing this and stacking it up. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. So which I think is all I think of is dread, the cities from dread. Pretty much. I mean, Dread's pretty much based off it's of it. So, yeah. yeah, for sure. So, um, eat recycled food. No, it's good I'm not for gonna do the that. environment. And okay for you. Um, so, I, I think it's exciting in the sense just because, like, I can't think of another game that's really done that. For sure. Worked on a vertical yeah. world like that. So, it's really neat. Because at first, they make it sound like, oh, you're going to be able to go in that building, go up the elevator. But no, probably you're just going to be on that layer of the whole city doing shit. Um, because you know, these are like cities essentially these buildings. So, um, it's very cool. And I'm glad you guys, I mean, I already knew you guys would probably appreciate, uh, you know, an intended world versus a giant world that there's nothing to do in because it's, it's really annoying going across vast, vast amounts of area and just going, I got to get over there. And then you start fast traveling. Cause you're like, I don't want to fucking travel through that. There's nothing to do there. So, uh, where was I at? So the philosophy, uh, the game, um, is not supposed to be a world full of locked doors. And what I mean by that is there's definitely gonna be locked doors. You're gonna have to hack into, but, uh, or like net running or the fuck that's called in that world. Um, I think so. Um, but, uh, what they mean by that is you're not going to go into like a hallway and every door will be locked that you can't get into. They're just like going to be like, you know, doors that exist that you can't go into. They want to have a lot of things to explore and go into so um that and yeah exploration is emphasized um a lot of huge buildings and underground micro cities will be explorable with much to do per floor also um and cd project red wants night city to feel not just like another dystopian city but a very californian uh i have in parentheses uh, palm trees beaches but with a really dark tone to it so um la but more dystopian, which so is LA. something, which is something you don't see a whole lot. Cause in, in a lot of games that are dystopian, he's got the gray fucking landscape and everything's very mm-hmm. muted and everyone's wearing black and all that shit. But they want to add that vibrancy of like sunshine, palm trees and all this. Just mm-hmm. you see with the neon signs and shit too. It's got that. Of course that's part of the whole eighties mm-hmm. you know, sci-fi mm-hmm. element too, but yeah, which I'm really excited for because I like the idea. Like I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of California. I go down there once in a while. Uh, someone I know lives there. A couple people I know, but somebody in specific I know lives down there. Um, but uh, but when people use California as like a setting in a game, typically it's like just flat land and sun and beaches and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. And then dystopian games, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's sci-fi. I love sci-fi, so I'm not sitting there going, yeah, I'm just like, okay, this is cool. But um, to mix those two things will be really interesting because you normally get like a more of like a New York East Coast feeling in most metropolitan games for sure when you make a city in a game it's yeah. usually that de- yeah more designed on like a new york yeah, yeah. so right. the idea of having like la you know night city being like uh you know 
very 80s fucking Californian fucking nightmare of a city. Mm -hmm. You know, sounds really cool to me. Um, Let's see. Yeah, so what do you guys think about, uh, you know, exploration being emphasized? uh, Multiple things to do per floor of buildings and uh, the California dystopia. I mean, it really kind of just ties into what we said about the last uh, section as well, which was, you know, intended use of space. And that pretty much makes it sound like when they're saying every floor has, you know, they want things to do on it. They they pretty much answered that. You're not going to go to a floor and go, okay, I got to get to the next one. This one sucks. uh, So appreciated because that's exactly what i you know i think we said we wanted um and we kind of saw it too in the video when mm-hmm. you know she leaves her house and she goes uh downstairs or whatever and there's like people boxing in their stores and shit mm-hmm. all over the place mm-hmm. exactly so um you know, i'm glad to see it also uh any any deviation to the norm when it comes to design uh you know so them mixing you know the, a california vibe with the dystopian thing i mean that's just welcome in general i, mm-hmm. I like any attempt at uh, taking something and making it feel different. So, anything, Chris? No, I think you covered it. It just adds more realism, in depthness to the game when they can explore everything. Yep. Better immersion. Definitely. Um, next one: flying vehicles. They've said is proving difficult for people to be able to use them in game, but they will be in game. So, for me, in my head, I'm thinking they're going to probably be more like taxis or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, NPCs will use them, but because uh, I know originally people were going, "Oh, you're going to be able to fly around." We don't know yet, but they're saying it's been difficult. But they also imply, as in, they are still working on it to see if they can get it done. So that's interesting. Uh, but there are cars and motorcycles confirmed. We've talked about that prior, but it's worth mentioning in case you don't know. Uh, also, when asked about corporations or factions, CD Projekt Red said you'll be working with many different factions, but not permanently joining them. So you will be working with uh, different groups with different um, you know things they want done, but you're not going to be joining the Dark Brotherhood. Right. I kind of got that vibe from the gameplay. Yeah. Because... Very much you and your your friend whose names I've forgotten. I'm, you can chew me out in the comments for that. Get them. Um, Don't get them. <laughs> they uh, they made it very clear that they're just trying to to do what they they want to do for themselves, and they're going to make it big on their own. And they'll 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 help other people, but it's for that paycheck, and that's it. Yep. So there's no you. I already got that vibe of no allegiances, you know, type of thing. They definitely got that. Uh, we're up for the highest bidder type of thing. So. Yeah, and on top of that, one thing Mike Pondsmith said about, and we covered this in the last time we talked about uh, Cedar Project Red, we did talk about them, but uh, Cyberpunk, um, is this world's also not intended to have a grand storyline that you are going to save the world from, Mm -hmm. but you're going to be existing in this world as a character, and you're going to have a story probably, but it's going to be your story you're creating and there's probably gonna be an overall arcing thing but you're not gonna like end the game and you beat the corporations or whatever because that's not the point of cyberpunk which i really appreciate so many games anyways yeah so many (laughs) so many games you're always like the chosen one or whatever and then you you know win and that's fine everybody likes that story but in order for them to make like another game after this and another one i would love to see your character carry over or making a new character to experience a new story within cyberpunk's world uh, I think it's a way better way to make your character and live your character's experience. Now imagine this, and we're gonna we're gonna speculate Ooh. and have a little Dangerous fun here. Dangerous territory. Yeah. Ooh, no, this isn't gonna be in the next game though. If they obviously succeed with this game, and Should they confirm one hundred percent, this is coming. They're making another game. Imagine if they read your save file, took your created character, and that ended up being someone you had to to go against. That'd be fucking cool. 
So, I mean, that'd be really cool. Or even a character. Mm -hmm. It's your actual created character. And it's just there. Yeah. With the stats and everything that you put into it. And then you make a new character. And, you know, some people are like, I want my character. But that'd be a really cool thing to see. Especially if you got higher up in some kind of, you know, thing at the end of the game Mm -hmm. and you became part of a, like, you know, it says you're not going to be part of them, but like, you know, storyline wise, we don't know what's going to happen. But obviously in the uh, gameplay, they have intentions of going up. The chain, essentially, that chick's talking about, like, they, I used to be like you, blah, blah, blah. They want to be rich and, and famous. Because the world's shit. So, yeah. It's crime. What are you going to do? Fucking, you got to make world, you know, your life better yeah. for yourself. So, by any means. Yep. Yeah, the no allegiance thing definitely makes it feel more like a dystopian society where you're just out there to survive as best you can. It really lends to the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Or, if you died at the end of the game, would be good, too. That'd be, yeah, no. interesting. I mean, no. No! no! No, I want to die. I makes it impact. It's a uh, more impactful, I think. So yeah, depending on yeah. Uh, net running will have a big emphasis in game, using it for doors, computers, and people in general. Um, they've pretty much already talked about that. We've, We've talked about that before, a little bit. but um, I think it's cool that because this is in um response to somebody asking about hacking and they're like, is hacking going to be a big part of the game? And they're like, absolutely. It's like a major part of, of cyberpunk. So it's really cool that, uh, that, you know, they're just really working to make it authentic. Um, but also, you know, like some games, it feels gimmicky hacking, like, Oh, you got to hack to get through this door or whatever. And, uh, and this, like, you're going to be able to hack people and shit too. So it's just going to be a tool yeah, to be utilized fry in their fucking chairs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You'll get quests through normal means, but also through phone calls, texts, or random events. Eavesdropping might start up a quest line, or talking to someone might start a quest line later because you ran into that person in the first place, or alter a quest uh, that you're on altogether. Yeah. So, deep... uh, They also... Yeah, go sorry, sorry. Just deeper um, ways of thinking about how questing... Uh, oh, for sure. Can be done in development, essentially. Well, it's crazy because they talked about that even when you have the encounter with the, the corporate person in the, the gameplay video mm-hmm. they, they showed. And they said, this is just one of blah, blah, blah amounts of ways that this could happen. And then later, when the mission was was almost at an end, they said, this whole thing may not have happened had you handled situations completely differently, you know, type of thing. So, uh, right. People always say that, but the fact that we were able to kind of see that mm-hmm. is really crazy because that's so ambitious to even. It is. And I think a lot of games try to present going about doing things the way you want to do them and having like random encounters, but they always still feel kind of like, um, I don't know, systematic. Well, I think a lot of that ties into being the chosen one, though. The story has to go a certain direction when you're the chosen one. That, yeah. Because they're trying to tell a direct story, but um, and in a game like back, you know, like with like Morrowind and Skyrim and stuff like that, there's a little bit of openness to the way you go about them. But they're still you're still the chosen one, though. Yeah, but you're still like even like the way you go about a mission, though, it's not really going to change based off who you talk to, really, unless they talk to you, really, unless they um, unless they told you like I heard there's a ring in the in this guy's back pocket, though. And I got that info and he just was carrying it the whole time. But to know that whether you talk to this person or not could change the whole outcome of a scenario mm-hmm. is pretty fucking ambitious. For sure. Um, another thing too I'm thinking about is like, you know, in Deus Ex, I love it. But um, everything you do in that game, there's essentially three ways to do it. 
and you and mm-hmm. it's evenly designed that way. Mm-hmm. And I like that the variety exists, but it sucks that if I'm a hacker, I can just hack my way through the level. Uh, you don't have to think otherwise. Or if I like to shoot people, I can shoot my way through the level. Yeah. Or I, if I like to sneak, I yeah. can sneak my way through the level. And every single section is built. The second one's much better done in that way. Mm-hmm. They even made it so bosses can be defeated anyway. But I remember the first one, you know, you go into a mission. It's not an open world game, but um, just think about, you know, how you design a mission. The way they decided to create different ways you could do this mission versus yeah. how I did it was more like I decided to go through the vents. I decided to shoot through the people. I decided mm-hmm. to hack the fucking century. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More on the fly versus uh, pre predetermined ideas. like Programming on things you you probably would like, you know, I went this way, you went that way. You saw something I w- will never have seen yeah. in my mm-hmm. gameplay. For sure. Which I, I miss you like that. Yeah. I just want us all to get it, and I'll stream it at separate times so we can watch everybody's different stories. You're trying to get me to stream. <laughs> Good luck. Do it, Do it. Yeah, I'm gonna literally grab my PS4 or PS5, whatever this comes out on. I'm gonna grab it. I'm gonna grab some food. And I'm gonna climb into a fucking box. And I'm just gonna play it alone in there. When people knock on the door, I'm like, "Go away." I'm cyberpunking. Call me cyberpunking. Oh. Uh, yeah. Anything else you want to add to that, Chris? No, no, you got it. You guys kind of covered it pretty well. You got it. Um, they also said that the game will not be like GTA. Uh, it will be very story driven and, uh, police will not be pushovers. So in the game, um, you have to be careful with them because they will enforce the law. I wonder if it's anything like, you know, the, the world they're, uh, obviously portraying the police are also you know, pretty much owned by the corporations anyways and not the government. So, mm-hmm. uh, and the corpse have all the nice toys. Yep. This lends itself again to more of the, uh, less of you be the chosen one. If you know, the police are stronger than you, you're just not like this all powerful being who can be unstoppable, which would be a nice change of pace for once in a game. You also see it though, in the very beginning where they're rescuing the, the 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 gal uh or whatever and they even the fucking ambulance shows up and they're fucking they roll in like military yeah so yeah and they're pretty much acting like they'll just mow you down if you even get in their way but yeah they that, that person was valuable because they mm-hmm. had and i could be getting the terminology wrong i unfortunately can't don't say the word face I, I said that earlier i fucked up um <laughs> too no, many they, too they, many games they had played. a platinum med chip a card you know so they mm-hmm. were they spent a lot of money on insurance or they're an important person through some corporation and yeah. they have that insurance and so they are they are top priority when that that card you know got activated and they needed to get picked up they rolled in and everyone else can fucking die as long as that person yeah. survives so yeah like i like their whole system <laughs> of like oh i pay for this insurance so like you you break your leg or something and some fucking guy in a in, in a fucking car drives. I was like, all right, get in. But like, oh, I need help getting in the car. Like, nah, just get in. You crawl over and fucking they start driving while you're trying to shut the door. And then fucking if you're rich, military comes in and gets ready to shoot people just to make sure you get out of there. So it's really it's it's a world um, owned by money. Yeah, it's 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 100%. pretty much what we already live in, but but more Extreme. intense, more intense yeah. money is, is law essentially, uh, mm-hmm. corporations of the government. And if you have the money, you're fucking important essentially. So if you can afford that, you know, now it, it, in physical form, your well being's enforced, which is a really fucking kind of cool. Um, 
Also, the whole cops being, you know, pushovers or whatever. I appreciate that because I miss games where, like, there's people you just don't fuck with yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe towards the end of the game, you get to a point where you can do something. And hopefully they still present a challenge. But at that point where you can do something that you weren't able to do for most of the game, there's something really fucking exciting about that. Like, most people play the game and, you know, one of your friends is just fucking around like, oh, I tried to kill a cop, but they right. they just wrecked me. And then you eventually have that sort of like, dude, I fucking was getting chased by him and I, like, fucking killed, like, three of them and got the hell out of there. Like, how the hell did you do it? Oh, I used all this crazy shit. Like, that creates, you know, a world that's more tangible and exciting to talk about than just go, like, oh, did you fucking shoot the cops and run away or not? Oh, did yeah, you, I did, did that. Did you hide in the fucking rooftop of a building with your back against the wall and the cops couldn't get to you? You yeah, know, like or yeah. just they kept running through the door and just kept popping them. Yeah, and it was just funny because you could do it, and then you lost your five star rating yeah, by jumping off the bridge. Boring. Yeah, it just adds to, like I said, like you got these quests that are that have their own ways to go about them, and then you have, uh, you know, experiences to have with people not to fuck with and other people to get quests from and stuff. It's just gonna be a game where it's gonna be one of those games where you have the stories to tell. And it, well, and it's good that they're they're basically saying they're gonna back that that up because you saw you know when the the interaction with the the corp lady and she didn't give a fuck about you. She wasn't scared of you, nothing, because yeah. she knows she's surrounded by more powerful people than probably some random fucking uh, street urchin. Street urchin, yeah, is so like she's talking to you like you're nothing, but all of a sudden you had something to offer her that you could be used. And mm-hmm. she was like, okay, get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. And even when the mission was over, you, you were, did she put you in a position where you were potentially going to die? She didn't care, but you lived and she paid you, but that was it. Yeah. And you're pissed. She's like, okay, get over it. Yeah. Like fucking you, you're alive. Here's yeah. some money. Go away. Yeah. yeah. So exactly. <laughs> Cause yeah, to her, you're nothing. Yeah. So, exactly. um, if you didn't do it, somebody else would. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so getting getting towards the end, uh, and I want to remind you guys, if there's something else you want to talk about or cover or something to add to this, fucking comments below. Um, but when asked about destructible environments, because we saw that in the gameplay, there's a part where you're shooting through walls and breaking it. Uh, people are kind of curious about if this is going to be just like a situational thing, like that part of the game had something like that, or if it's going to be a thing in the game. Um, asked about destructible and dynamic environments, CD Projekt Red said that these are important and Important to enhancing the experience and immersion, especially in shootouts. So they're implying that this will be something that you will see more often. Cool. So that's pretty cool. Because they've they've emphasized multiple times, too, when I've read about things, that they are really thinking about how this is a first-person game. I almost said shooter, but it's technically, but it's an RPG. So they've put a lot of work into, they said, the technology they use for facial movement is a muscle technology that they use that's under the skin to make facial movements or whatever which is interesting to hear about okay. um, because they said it has to be very important that their faces work really well. If you're going to be standing right in front of their face, which I appreciate as a guy who plays a lot of first person shooters, I always tell people you can hide a lot when you play a third person shooter or a third person game in general or a top down game. You can lower graphics quite a bit because you're not up in there. When you play a first person shooter, it better have a cool gimmick if it looks like shit. Cause you're right in there. You're seeing all the fucking pixels, uh, all the detail, and uh, that's why most first-person shooters are typically the best-looking games out there. It's because they push the technology because they have to look good because you're in there, and they're thinking about the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You're going to be looking at people's faces. They also are talking about the environments are going to be dynamic and do certain things because you're already there. They want it to be um, you know, visceral and, and fucking uh, Im- immersive, so, right. which is really cool for me to hear. I'm really excited about oh, that. Oh, for sure. I'm, I'm, yeah. I honestly... 
don't expect any less of them though. Yeah. So don't expect like buildings to destroy though. That'd be stupid. The the world's I, like not intended. battlefield. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not something they're going for. And then the last thing I want to close out on, do you want to add to that, Chris? No, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Um, and then the last thing I want to close out on is they still are saying they maintain the idea that this will come out when it's ready. So even though people are speculating it will come out at the end of this year, there's a lot of good reasons to believe that. And it possibly come out next year. They're not saying anything about when it is going to come out. They don't have that mentality. They're saying it comes out when it's done and everybody's supporting it. So, and a lot of people I was uh, watching a couple videos were saying, I'm at, they're like, Oh no, it's kind of weird, but I kind of want them to delay it. I want them to just make it as good as possible. And I'm like, it is weird to hear you say that, but only because I agree with you. And I figured most people wouldn't agree with that. So I'm glad that we're all just kind of going, I hope you make an awesome no game. No one makes games like like this. Nowadays, fuck no. So We don't want goddamn uh, Cyberpunk 76. It's kind of like we all want that treat of just that game that doesn't exist. Yep. So Yeah, there's high hopes in it. Mm-hmm. Like we, we want that detailed fucking game that just is is what it's supposed to be. For sure. You don't play and go, oh, God, this is so fucking broken. And then you get in fights with everybody else because they're like, I like it. And you're like, I don't like it. And they're like, well, you just don't get it. And you're like, you just fucking, your standards are fucking low. You like shit games. You're not going to get that. <laughs> Everybody's going to go, this game's awesome. And we all want that. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And and you're not and you're not hearing all these rumors too of like well you know Activision's telling them they need to fucking hurry up, EA's having problems with fucking um, sliding them DMs, Bioware, yeah. Um, we're not hearing any of that. Right. There's no troubles in the office. You know, they're, they're not. Uh, there's not people living in the offices because they can't go home, like at fucking Crytek and shit. So that was fucking crazy. I hope they're all alive and well. Like, I haven't heard from anything out of Crytek in a while. I thing I heard people like, we can't get home. I was like, fuck. That's scary. Um, and yeah, uh, last thing, Chris, I sent you a map. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, I don't remember the user. I apologize. But somebody on Reddit, a bunch of people on Reddit actually, uh, were looking. Ooh, that zoomed the fuck in. Um, <laughs> people were looking at. Uh, why did it zoom in this far? Uh, people were looking at the map that uh, was on a wall in um, Cyberpunk 2077. Sorry, I'm I'm struggling right now. I'm looking at a map and it keeps zooming in really far for some reason. My laptop's being dumb as fuck. Um, they're looking at the map that was like on a on a wall or whatever in the gameplay uh, video, and they got a screenshot of it. And then they and it looked like shit, obviously, because it's all pixels. They had to zoom in and stuff like that. So they actually recreated it. Um, and then put it out. So we might actually, and I'm going to be putting this on, on screen so you guys can see it too, but we're looking at what is probably the map for Cyberpunk 2077. It might not be the whole thing. Um, that's the Metro map, so that's underground. Oh, is this? Yep. Oh, yeah, it is a Metro map. So this is uh, like a subway then. Yep. Which would still indicate the areas, though, mm-hmm. that, that and where they'd be positioned. Um and then we have a red area, which some people are saying you might not be able to go there, but I'm thinking they're probably supposed to be like closed off. There might be like people who live in some, you know, destroyed part of the subway or something. Maybe. maybe yeah. Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you saw that because I was looking at this. I'm like, this doesn't look like normal roads. This looks like a subway. Yeah, it's a subway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Um, yeah. So kind of adds to the validity of, you know, underground areas. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm sure some of the, you know, uh, the micro cities or whatever will probably go down into that area as well, maybe even lower. Um, but uh, any thoughts on that, looking at that? Also, one other thing, too, I want to add to that. There is speculation. I don't know where it comes from. 
I know in the teaser we saw space flight. Um, we saw a guy sitting in a seat, uh, getting fucking frying. Um, and then also in the gameplay, uh, there was advertisements for space travel. And in uh, Cyberpunk, at this point in the timeline, there is space tra- travel. There's actually a city on the moon um, at this point in the game. So it's not out of the realm of possibility, but a lot of people are saying that you're going to be able to go to the moon. I don't know where they got that from. And then I also saw people saying that there's a desert place you're going to be able to go to as well. So anyway, what do you think about those speculations? And what do we think about this subway metro map and uh, kind of where everything's positioned? So I think the speculations are fun. Yeah. But I'm not going to count on them. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a space center right there on the map. So um, it would yeah, be cool. Rural air space center. Yeah. And here's the other thing, too. Even if you go to these places, I don't expect them to be Night City again. I expect it maybe to be like a building or something. Uh, and this can be a weird example, but like Dragon Quest or Dragon Age. Dragon Quest? Dragon Age 2. <laughs> you spent most of the game in one area. Yeah, people hated it. it yes. The, they came from an expectation and went backwards. Though. Oh, yeah. There's a difference. Oh, yeah. So uh, in this, there's that possibility you might just go to, you know, you'll load out of town and into a new area and it might just be a set piece. Yeah, yeah, possibly. A lot of people were saying it kind of sucks if you do end up going to the moon or something like that for something because uh, it would ruin. Obviously, they're not something they're not talking about. It'd be a very cool surprise if you're playing the game. There's a mission where like you got to fucking go to whatever the city's name on the moon. Yeah, and you'd be like, "What the fuck?" And then you go there and you're like, "Whoa!" I didn't know this was coming. I wouldn't hold my breath for it though. I wouldn't either. That that I mean, it'd be cool if they did it, but at the same time, there's no reason to believe it. Outside of, you know, the world could do that. It could be a DLC, right. too. Yeah. And as far as thoughts what I get... Huh? That's what my thoughts are. Is it's, it's just like a prelude to the DLC. Like, you know that people go there. That's a possibility. But you, maybe your character can't afford to go there yet or has no reason to go there. And that's the next deal. The, the possible DLCs that they send you to the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. CD Projekt Red is not opposed to making multiple maps, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've done it. The other thing very ambitious I take away from this is by looking at the, the metro map, it does seem like the city is a decent size, which is great. Yeah. Um, I have, yeah, I mean look look at this. Like when you zoom in, fucking there's all sorts of shit. Mm-hmm. Which is good to see. Um <clears throat> obviously don't have to deal with metro stuff very much where we live, so the map is kind of weird for me to look at. Mm-hmm. Um but I mean I get the general idea. You're saying we don't have subways here in Washington? Not in our part of Washington. Yeah. Over on or Eastern Washington, right? Spokane. That's where they hide them. I doubt it. <laughs> Chris, thoughts? Um, it's it's a big ass map with a lot of things on it. So. Yeah. <laughs> this is just the metro. Jesus. That's what I was thinking too. I'm like, this is pretty intricate for a metro map. There's all these symbols and stuff too, which obviously represent something. But I mean, if there's that much shit that's parking, worth shopping. that's worth pointing out, sh- yeah, shopping, parking. There's all sorts of stuff. Housing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then when you look into this red area, it's got the symbols, but they don't have words, you know, next to them. So it almost seems like it's going to be like an uncharted area or something like that, or maybe it got destroyed. That's it's the called- rich neighborhood. You're not allowed there. It's, it's possible. Pacifica it could be underwater now. That'd be cool. Earthquake or something? Mm-hmm. Curse Bloosh. Curse Bloosh. That's what, what it should be called. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anything else? Not really. 
All right. Well, fuck. We covered a lot. Um, let us know in the comments uh, what are your overall thoughts on the things we talked about? What are things that you want to add to that? Um, let's talk about it. If there's other things you want us to cover, uh, let me know. Uh, throw in a link. Make it easier for me to find exactly what you're talking about because there's so much information. I was like doing research and watching a bunch of videos and there's so much stuff coming from so many different directions and I don't really like to talk about things that don't come from something. So um, just because, you know, I don't want to spread misinformation. Um and yeah, what do you think about the Metro map? Do you think there's validity to it? Do you think that is something you're going to be visiting? I feel like you're going to have to with the amount of info on that. I don't know who the hell would have just put all that info for no reason. Um, and do you think you're going to go to other locations? Do you think uh, you're going to go to a desert place? Do you think you're going to go to the moon? Is there a reason to believe that? Uh, let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077. Also, let me know your hype level on it. Are you very excited for it. I know we gained a lot of subscribers from that video, so I'm assuming you are. Uh, unless you're, you just hate that game so much, you watch all the, you like the people who watch Alex Jones because you fucking hate him. Yeah, like, I fucking hate fucking Ugh. cyberpunk. Or you know, it just oh, everyone loves this. I hate it. That's true. Yeah, I've had like two or three people in the comments on that video go like, "This game's fucking overhyped." It's Call you, of Duty. It's not good enough. I'm like, you ain't fucking played it, dude. I, Chill, the, chill. The, the one Let that drives me nuts is when people are like, it's just Call of Duty. I'm like, do you know what Call of Duty is and do you know what this is? I'm very well acquainted with Call, uh, Call of Duty. Oh, this is nothing like it. <laughs> uh, never mind. I'm not going to get into that. Yeah, let's, not, let's, not, let's not attack the haters. <sighs> I would love to, though. And yeah, let's know everything you think about when it comes to Cyberpunk 2077. Let's fucking talk about this, guys. And last thing, that ran a lot longer than I thought it would. We're going to watch a seven minute and 41 second video on uh, Engadget's uh, takeaways from CES 2019. The best of CES 2019. Only the cream of the crop. Um, and if you're not sure what that is, CES is a technology fucking expo where all these companies essentially show off not necessarily, not necessarily things they are going to be releasing to the public, but essentially like what they're doing technologically. It's kind of like a big thing. We're like, oh, we made a robot. So I have, a, I have a question. Obviously, they might show them in the videos here. But mm -hmm. before we watch the video, mm -hmm. uh, what is something that maybe you guys have seen floating around online that was at a CES that like everyone you know is like like looking at right now? Me and you might have a similar one, obviously. But oh god, I could go down a list. I'll let Chris go first, unless because I don't even know if he's following any of this. Nope. Yeah. Sex robots. Probably hundred percent, dude. There's already there's already <laughs> hotels for those. The the one I keep seeing is is Samsung's two hundred some inch TV. Like yeah. everyone on oh, my face, see, <clears throat> yeah. everyone on my Facebook is like sharing this as if this is some good idea to put in your living room. You don't have the house for it, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Really big high definition TVs um, are coming or already being shown off. Eight mm -hmm. um, uh, K is already being shown off. Um, yeah, they showed the last year too. Though. The big thing, yeah, but now it's more common. There's mm. more people doing it. Uh, the, one of the big things that I've been following that I'm sure they might talk about in this, but I know it was at CES, but it's like the next thing that's going to be for phones is foldable phones. Mm. Um, that They're trying to merge tablet with phone, so they want something that's going to be the size of a phone, but then you're going to be able to open it like a wallet, and it's going to be a full screen. Um, and they're, they already exist now. Um, yeah. A lot of people speculate that some of the next um, – galaxies are going to be foldable um but it's also going to substantially increase price which they want yeah. they want to make it more expensive products so you can get more money from you um but they're experimenting right now with phones they're like a thousand dollars twelve hundred dollars so Ooh. they want to start selling you like fifteen hundred two thousand dollar phones I bought a name but 
that's a twelve hundred dollar phone right there. Yeah. So. Um, so foldable phones are coming for sure. So they might mention that. That's actually really interesting to me because I like the idea. I really love my Note, and uh, if I had more screen uh, with that stylus, I would fucking. I just like the idea because. You're not taking a tablet around with you, but you have a tablet with you. Mm-hmm. It goes in your pocket still. It's fucking genius. Although I'm really curious how cases are going to work at that point. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, bendable screens have been coming to see us for fucking years. years. But but uh, I saw recently that there's finally one that is completely foldable. Uh, the way they work is there's a box that's essentially a speaker or whatever. And then the screen goes in, in, in a circle and rolls up inside the box. So you have a box in your room and then you can, uh, it, the screen will come out of the box. Mm. Uh, so it's low profile, doesn't take up as much room, but you have a full on TV in there. And then there's one that they showed that uh, I think it's like a fifth of the screen will come out and it'll just have a menu for like music and stuff. So you still have like a music playing console or whatever, but not, you're not watching TV. So it's, it's not big, bright and taking up a lot of room, which is kind of neat. So things are getting really fucking futuristic. They are. So it's perfect. It's scary because I can't see you or when you're about to talk. So when you did, I was like, what the fuck is that? I was like waiting for it to stop. I was like, what the is The future's that? future. Future. <laughs> the future. So yeah, um, a lot of screen stuff. Imagine that. Um, I'd like to see innovations in batteries. I know a lot of people don't get excited about that, but I do because that's energy. They get better every year, though, which is great. They do, and you have people like Elon Musk who understands the importance of batteries. That's what, His whole company is a battery company, essentially, mm-hmm. um, that makes cars, batteries, wall batteries, and batteries and batteries. They think people underestimate how important it is, too, because your phones do more and more every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the battery gets better and better every year. Or stays the same. that, which is fucking insanity. Yep. yep. So. Yeah, and once you get a battery that lasts longer and longer and longer and charges faster and faster and faster, everything's ran off energy. So that's that's paramount. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm stoked that I have an external battery I can carry around in my pocket. I can charge my phone yeah, like keep, six I times keep off one of it. Lunch pail for yeah, work, so. I mean that's that's a recent thing that you can just have energy with you at all times. Mm-hmm. It's fucking you could live off that fucking thing if you're out in the woods for like three days. You'd have electricity. It's crazy. Yeah. So um. And it's so accessible now. So anyway, we can sit here and talk about this all day. Uh, we should watch the video, though. See what they thought was the best stuff, and then we'll talk about it. Mm-hmm. Sound good, Chris? Yep. Sound good, everybody? Okay, they said yes. They all said yes. They said, <laughs> Seth, I love it. Like, Great idea. Why aren't we Why aren't we going already? Because we're talking about batteries, dog. I talk about batteries all day. All right, Chris, ready? Yep. Three, two, one, go. Oh, it must be really Paris, huh? MGM, Paris. Oh, Las Vegas. We came, we saw, mm-hmm. we argued. I would have done the After same. five days on the ground at CES, attending press conferences, scouring the show floor, getting hands-on with as much as we can, we're finally ready to proclaim the best of the best. This is Engadget's sixth year in a row judging the official Best of CES awards. And this year, our list included 16 categories, not including People's Choice. Oh, flying vehicles Here's are coming, too. They already exist, but they're becoming more mainstream. As always, accessibility tech turned out to be one of our most crowded categories. Mm-hmm. The diverse range of gadgets that address problems with hearing and mobility. This year's winner is the Samsung Gems H, a lightweight lower body exoskeleton weighing just 4.6 pounds, making it comfortable to wear. Clear. 
There are two modes. One to relieve people who would well, that's the most streamlined one I've ever seen. You and can another mode that actually that. adds oh. resistance to help people rehabilitate after an injury. Though Samsung might not be known for its medical gear here in the U.S., yeah. it runs hospitals in its native Korea and already has a line of assistive wearables. That means we're pretty. They said they run Samsung hospitals in Korea. That's weird. Use. Samsung. <laughs> We've seen mixed reality headsets before, but the light is the first one starts. that doesn't look awkward. Inside those slim frames are loads of cameras and sensors that make for some accurate inside-out tracking and crisp 1080p laser projections. Cool. As a bonus, you can even swap in prescription lenses. Uh, that's neat. We saw many important health gadgets at CES this week, <laughs> but we were most impressed by Triple W's D3, a portable ultrasound monitor trained on the bladder. This device tracks bladder levels and it sends alerts to patients and/or caretakers. And since it has the potential to lessen the actually love all like the health diapers, tech this device that's getting might bigger help and bigger. Yeah. And it's more environmentally friendly to boot. At first glance, oh. the Omron looks like a sporty watch, but in fact, it has a built-in blood pressure cuff, allowing people with hypertension and other that's conditions to take their reading anytime with the push of a button. I think Apple is doing and that. And it wasn't just me who were impressed by the technology. I mean, obviously, the FDA the, the is also blood pressure cuff is going to tighten. Oh, yeah. The, other one yeah. Like a the most exciting bit of transportation tech isn't a car or a complete no, imagining of transportation. It was, it was it's a mm. semi with level two assistive features. That means adaptive cruise control, lane assist, and wow. auto braking technologies. Those might be familiar features in a consumer vehicle, but the Daimler Freightliner Cascade is Sorry, truckers. Your guys' jobs are the first to go <laughs> when automation <laughs> comes. And this isn't just about making truck drivers' jobs easier. It will also make the roads safer for other motorists and pedestrians. It is crazy how often... Plenty of companies have tried to recreate the immersion of a 5.1 surround system mm -hmm. in a soundbar, but they always fall a little short. Sennheiser's Ambio is the first we've heard to actually deliver Sennheiser? caveats. It Plus, it converts stereo audio to 3D, adding a bit more depth to everything Sennheiser. from YouTube clips to Spotify streams. Best one. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, it is. Some smart home gadgets <laughs> add tech for tech's sake. The Lenovo Smart Clock serves a practical purpose and looks great doing it. The stylish device is based on Google Assistant and offers a few additional oh, features, cute. including sunlight simulations for easier wake-ups. You can also use it to control the rest of your smartphone. Oh. One feature you won't find, a camera. And to some, that might actually be a good thing. It's fine, there's people taking cameras away from technology. Sure, a couple of phones made a shortlist for best mobile products. Oh, I saw this, I but want this. This year, the winner is actually a really good accessory. The Mophie Juice Pack Access solves a problem a lot of people have with their recent iPhone models. That if you want to use a battery case, it's going to use up that lone lightning port, preventing you from using headphones oh, at the same time. Mm -hmm. Instead, this case relies on wireless charging, leaving the lightning jack free for continuous listening. It's the Makes sort of practical gadget though, we yeah. want to buy for yeah. ourselves, I like just now. Dealt with that, <laughs> LG has been teasing us with the prospect of a rollable television for years, but it finally delivered. The OLED TVR is an excellent 4K TV with a powerful 100-watt Dolby wow. Atmos soundbar built in. But most importantly, it rolls up and disappears into its base when you're not fuck. watching yeah. it. That's a pretty big deal for anyone tired of having yep. the television be the focal point of their living room. See, gaming. The Area We're talking 51M about is an improvement hey. both inside and out. Chiefly, it's a rare gaming laptop where you can swap out basically everything. The CPU, GPU, RAM, storage. That means the enclosure will be usable for many years to come, I'm even interested. as you upgrade That's the cool, yeah. And what it's a pretty time. enclosure it is, I know. too. Our editors appreciated the sleek design, especially compared to Alienware's previous gen hardware. And that RGB, baby. <laughs> sure, That's a bread-making so robot and a heated razor are weird finds, but whoever thought we'd be taste-testing a burger machine. at CES? 
Impossible made waves by using this tech conference to yeah, unveil this its next coming. generation meatless patty. What's oh, the tech bad. connection? Well, it was grown in a lab. And guys, it really does taste good. There are plenty of apps oh. and connected devices for runners better, and cyclists. Yeah. But if you're more into weightlifting, the market is a little sparse. Which is why the Jack Jocks Kettlebell Connect grabbed our attention. They offer a full body workout, adjustable weight, and easily stash away in a corner when not in use. Adjustable and the company's weight. already planning to offer a subscription service with weight. plenty of classes. I'm curious because they have those multi-layered ones Dell that you XPS turn the knob first and it keeps a hold of a certain amount of weight. Yeah. But that was a thing. <laughs> like a circular thing. For years thing. since, the XPS 13 has been one of our favorite Windows laptops, oh, if not our absolute favorite. Others have copied its slim bezels and compact design, but Dell has continued improving on an already excellent design to stay on top. This year's model is the company's first laptop with a Dolby Vision HDR screen. Just as important, Dell finally moved the webcam back to the top bezel where it belongs. Say goodbye to Orson Welles selfies. This cute little bot is actually meant to be a companion for the elderly. I got a commercial on YouTube the other day for a robot. The device can monitor sleep, blood pressure, and heart rate, and then send that information to either Samsung or a doctor. They're just showing them off now. detect when someone falls and call 911 or a caretaker. There's a bunch of robots for your house now already. Any smart device, it can also handle basics like media playback and daily news briefings. The big thing is they don't want to make them scary. Minor laptop yeah, upgrades come and go. Watch movies Same for increases in TV resolution. And then there's all the silly gadgets. We see you, smart cat litter box. That's why we wanted to create a new category just for the serious stuff. It could be accessibility tech, green tech, something designed to prevent or recover from natural disasters. You know, the stuff with gravitas. Anyway, we had three very different entries this year and ended up going with the second generation Impossible Burger. We'll fully admit that the original was underwhelming, but this new formula? You wouldn't know you were eating plants unless someone told you. We chose it for this category not just because it's delicious, but because of its distribution. White Castle and Umami Burger have already said they'd sell it, and who knows who else? With that kind of taste and that kind of reach, we think it might actually convince some people to give up beef, or at least eat less of it. And that brings us to our top honors, the best of the best award. This one is decided by a staff vote, and the team went for the Impossible Burger. Twist ending, huh? They got a bunch Ultimately, of fucking vegans working there. Decided that this lab grown meat I would never more assume that. The Tech people in California. <laughs> and that's a wrap on the best of CS I don't know. It sounds kind of far fetched. Congrats to all of our winners and finalists. I uh, I mean, I'm, I'd fucking I'd be down to try that fucking burger. I don't I don't mind the idea of not eating uh beef, but um sure. But I more so, I'm just curious on how close it is because I've eaten a bunch of fucking like veggie stuff and vegan stuff that's supposed to be like other things that are not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's a it's a valiant effort. I think it's interesting because more so on like a technological. It's funny, it's food, but technological sense, like how can you replicate those natural elements to a food? The the texture, the flavor, the way it breaks apart with yeah. something that's not that. And people, some people like get pretty fucking close it's really interesting and that did it didn't look exactly like a burger to me but if they said it, it's pretty much like it i'd be very curious to try that i, say, I, I love food in general right so like yeah you do if, if you uh <laughs> if you ask me if i want a turkey burger and i'm like yeah i want a turkey burger i'll have a turkey burger yeah. but don't you know ask me if i want snake it in you know a hamburger and then give me a turkey burger type of thing hey we so, got some burgers on the grill you want one yeah, you so, eat it and it's a fucking black bean burger which I is pretty went good to someone's house and they were cooking these up or whatever and they offered not me those one. ones but yeah. you know what i mean yeah. though they were they were making veggie patties and that's what they had and I, they offered me one i would take one because i'm not going to be like no fuck it it's not a real hamburger mm-hmm. um 
so yeah, I mean, I appreciate that, that kind of stuff, especially because obviously they're tr- they're they're trying to get people to eat less and less meat. And besides, for a lot of reasons. For yeah, and the, well, one of the biggest reasons is just the amount of food we give our food is is just right. very uh, expensive and could be going to us. <laughs> so, Environment, yeah. global fucking uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. And disclaimer: I'm a meat eater. I mean, I I'm not trying to uh, switch or anything like that either. Uh, but I do appreciate the effort and I understand a lot of, and I do agree with a lot of the reasons they're trying to switch. So, um, yeah. Yeah. But if they make a burger that's indistinguishable and tastes exactly like it at some point that you can't tell at all, um, wouldn't even matter if you're a meat eater or not. Cause you're not eating that. Cause you're like meat. Sure. You're eating it Cause you like fucking cheeseburgers and it, and it tastes like cheeseburger. Sure. And, yeah. I, and I get that. Yeah. Um, so like I said, as a meat eater, yeah, I'm only saying that because it doesn't have to be like a lot of people get like really philosophical about when you eat something, why you eat it, what the purpose for it and stuff like that. And it's like, do I eat a fucking, I'll eat a burger and a fucking veggie burger all day, every day. I don't give a and shit. And that's why I started off by saying I like food. Yeah. And as long as they make good food yeah. and I can survive on it. Cool. I, uh, once I know I, I like how this is a gaming channel. We're talking about technology and we're sitting here talking about food. Um, <laughs> I uh, I tried doing a vegan thing for a little bit just because I, I try fucking everything. If there's a diet out there, I want to try see how it makes my body feel. If there's you know types of food or ways of eating out there, I'll try it. I've done keto, all sorts of shit. Um, not to try and change my life, but just go, how does this actually make you feel? How does it work? And I went uh, on a vegan thing for about a month and uh, tried a lot, a lot, a lot of like... Um, you know, cheeses and all sorts of shit. And some of them get pretty, pretty close, uh, get pretty close to what like, you know, American cheese is like, mm-hmm. if you want to call it that. Um, and then other ones are f- like a weird fucking non-melting wax that are bleh, awful. And then, uh, a lot of the sausages are fucking <laughs> like, there's one that was so not a sausage that after I ate it, I'm like, I'm never eating that again. It literally, I like wanted to puke eating it. It was fucking crazy. Oh. And not to advocate against, eating that way there are that some good, product there, was bad there's some good things out there for sure yeah i think they need to be a little more honest though about what it is mm-hmm. and not go the vegetable sausage because we're like oh i'm gonna eat a sausage and then eat it and they're like that sounds like a fucking sausage even sausage but, itself is a category yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure you pork sausage breakfast sausage then do we like so yeah trying trying to be like um i don't know i get why they're trying to replicate it they're trying to get people to come over and try and eat or whatever people who miss that thing you know they'll they'll eat that and that's awesome and when you nail it you nail it but a lot of people are almost trying to be like devious in their advertising and it's like no you didn't nail it Which so don't call shit. it that yeah don't yeah. do that um so i'm not opposed to stuff like this i mean like i, I want to try that just to see how close they got because that was the thing that was the thing i was having most fun with when it came to that kind of food is seeing how close they got to it and some of them get pretty close and then some of them are a fucking alien world make good food <laughs> make good technology make good video you just make good things make good decisions yeah. make good investments business future businessmen you could be president president <laughs> <laughs> no i couldn't Any, anybody can i promise you this um as long as you got money chris uh, uh well chris what, what do you think about the burger thing before we just get into the tech since we're already here well, the burger thing intrigues me a lot um, because of the uh, ecological impact it could help because beef is a ecologically heavy impact in our society. Um, there's lots of evidence to support that. I come from an Asian family, so if it walks, I eat it. But I, I, I would be missed not be excited about something like this. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm still waiting for the lab grown food too. I want to try that like a motherfucker, but um, yeah, yeah. Cause that's really interesting, exciting. Um, although there's a whole economical reason that you can't just switch overnight because you would collapse the fucking uh, economy. If you just went, right. we're not eating beef anymore. Then our infrastructure would collapse instantly. I um, come from cattle raising family. My, my family is, used to raise cattle way back when. So yeah, way back when, back in the 1600s, also vampire hunters. <laughs> I'm creating my own reality now. Um, so, what stood out to you guys in that video? Yeah, or in general? It's quiet. I, I, I think the the big two for me um, is the the semi trucks. That's a big mm-hmm. one. Um, you have stuff in your house because something fucking brought it closer to you. So, yep. and that's really important uh, to keep the 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 economy and the country going and in and, and other people's countries as well obviously and uh transportation is huge for multiple reasons and so uh tech in that industry is always welcome especially if it means saving lives and taking jobs that is truck drivers that are is, fucked that is advancement in all technologies yeah though. but they're fucked first that's the first thing they're coming for yeah we're, we're all going to be uh jobless at some point mm-hmm. truck drivers um, first <laughs> and then <laughs> they're uh, fucked <laughs> then uh, the companion, actually, I think that's a lot of people here, obviously, and by here, I mean, America don't really think about it the same way like they do in a lot of like Asian cultures, specifically like Japan and stuff like that, um, mm. where you're spending so much time like w- like working that you're not um, really socializing with people. You'll drive yourself insane being by yourself and just working all the time. So it makes sense to have a companion at home, especially uh, in areas where like you're not allowed to have pets. And stuff like that. Are you advocating being buds with robots? I am. Oh. I think it is important for a person not to feel lonely, and so uh, I think that it was. I think that's huge that that technology is is constantly advancing as well. So. It's interesting to take a social approach to the idea of robots and houses because mm-hmm. I don't even. I'm not even thinking about that because they're. I like, already assume the fucking place is going to take care of itself at some point. Mm-hmm. Like the the social thing, you know, makes sense to me and. It's going to be a weird example, but remember the movie uh, Moon? Mm-hmm. That thing had a lot of jobs, but it also was there to make him not be crazy. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, it's just, it's, it's interesting just because they got to get the utilities down first. I mean, essentially everything does the same stuff anyway. TVs, phones, clocks. Now we saw that clock on there that that is essentially a fucking tablet. Um, they'll do the same stuff. So the robot's going to do the same stuff as well. But mm-hmm. it's just interesting. It's kind of every video I've watched so far on, on um the robots for the house are all pretty much similar design. They'll have a taller, like um, circular body and then they got a screen for a head or face and then it'll change into a face sometimes, or it'll just be a screen for stuff you want to do. You can interact with it to, you know, or you can talk to it and tell it stuff and it'll go around the house and talk to you like that. And I don't think we're quite there yet because first off, they're not going to have, you know, personalities yeah we're not quite there yet and it's not going to do anything that your phone's not going to do uh just yet but it's just interesting we're at the point where we are starting to introduce the idea of it which is important because eventually these will be commonplace they'll do more things we got to get people used to the idea of uh automation in your house um you can't just one day have you know create androids and then be like you want to buy it and it's just a person you're like i don't know what the fuck that is it's a robot you want to see it i don't know him go go to boston dynamics youtube and watch their first video, which was, and it'll have the date, see how many years ago that was, and watch their newest stuff, 
it hasn't been that long and the improvement is mm-hmm. insane. So we're talking, you know, obviously they have a military budget, I'm sure. But like in this case, you have Samsung and Sony making these little companion cubes or cubes. I mean, premature. <laughs> yeah. Companion robots. I'm um, even Sony's dog. You can want to see the iterations of it, how much that's improved too. It's not going to be that long. So, well, yeah, if you're talking about fucking super advanced but we're gonna have plenty of years of these boxy ones that just drive around the house yeah um so those are really interesting they're not they're they're years out though from being commonplace um every time i see a commercial for them on my youtube because my youtube fucking knows everything i'm looking into it's like you want a robot seth i'm like no not yet um (laughs) come come back in five years i'll probably buy one but i don't want it right now i know i know what you're up to um but uh but yeah those are neat but like I said, the technology is so early now that uh, that and it'd be more of a gimmick to own one now mm-hmm. than anything. But, uh, but yeah, that is an interesting one to see that more and more. Um, what was the other one said? The semi automation. Semi, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I liked everything in that video just because I like anything that's like brand new and shiny. Um, but uh, the Sennheiser soundbar is fucking just. It's not like ooh new technology. I'm like that's fucking sick. That's just awesome. Yeah, I, I was looking at that as a consumer. I'm just like fuck. I don't want that. Um, <laughs> the TV's neat. Um, I also think it's kind of gimmicky. But um, if you make it um, viable in the sense of like it's pretty much a table as well, and you can set things on it, and the fucking then it'll come out or whatever. It makes sense. But just to have like a box that you have to go through extra effort to watch it it's just to own the tech at that point or or like they said if you're the person who doesn't want your tv to be the centerpiece of your yeah your living room, but you still just have I, a black fucking box over there yeah that's just gonna be like that's the black box I, and i assume you're the same way but like i am the type of person who like i buy things and i like it is there to be also a display piece sure so sure yeah if so, i i'm not gonna buy anything ugly if yeah. it's gonna be out in the open because i'm not gonna want to look at it so, but um so i don't think they've sold me as a demographic for that I just don't. Advice. I just think it's too early. Yeah. Um. They're gonna. I mean, in the last three years, we saw screens that could do this. Mm-hmm. Last year, they had one that rolled up. Now you have a TV that rolls out. It's doing the same thing as the one last mm-hmm. year did. So wait a couple of years, and they're gonna minimalize it even more. Right. I mean, eventually they'll. You could just have a thing on the ceiling, which I think would be better that it would drop slide down. out of. Yeah. Because then it's not taking floor space. Um, Especially if you had like a theater room or something. Yeah. yeah and then like the front of it could be the fucking sound bar mm-hmm. up there and it could be shaped like this. Mm-hmm. And then it just comes out of here and the front just has a projected fucking sound bar. I think that'd be way fucking better and you can mount it easily. So, or even mm-hmm. on the fucking wall and it just kind of rolls out like this. Yeah. I mean, there's yeah, so many things like that I think shelf. would, huh? If it was like a shelf on the wall. Yeah. hundred percent. Like top of. So I think, I think it's cool. We're, we're, it just shows we're getting there. Yeah. But once I get a better design, I'll want one for sure because it will take up less room of the house. You have more room to do other things. But just having a black box on the floor taking floor space, for me, someone who really cares about how things are positioned in a house and shit, and I rearrange fucking rooms constantly, just the idea of having this black box that you got to move around a lot. You know, at least TVs are typically up on a shelving thing or some kind of cabinet, and you can put things in drawers and stuff so you're not wasting the room when you're not using the TV. I know I sound fucking crazy, but I think about that shit. Um, so that's really neat. Um, I think the augmented glasses thing is cool because I thought they kind of gave up on that. They tried it with Google glass and all that shit for a while. And it was, again, was not there yet. Um, but to see, you know, what they're more capable of now and now having a more normal look to them, uh, which I think is really important. Nobody wants to look like a fucking dork, uh, except for the guys who are like, I love technology. I'm going to look like a Saiyan walking around. Um, you know, you got to make it more consumer friendly and yeah. accessible and that was pretty fucking close yeah one and 
it was really important for them to add the prescription part as well. 100%. Because that's a whole demographic of people can't buy. As soon as someone it. goes like this and shows me glasses, my first thought is I can't wear those. Yeah, exactly. So. Well, I've talked about sunglasses a million times. You're like, oh, I wish I could wear those. Yep. Um, and as a guy who also, I mean, I choose to wear contacts, but, um, you know, if I'm wearing glasses, I can't do things without them. So Mm -hmm. it's, it's definitely a huge hindrance that it's a lot of people don't think about because they don't, um, uh, wear them. We lost Chris. We lost Chris. We lost Chris. Uh, Chris has been having internet trouble today. That's what we mentioned earlier. He actually, uh, lost his internet completely. So we're going to continue the episode, uh, without him, uh, as much as we'd hate to do that. We got to close this episode out, but I want to continue the conversation a little bit before we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, another thing I thought was really interesting and I kind of mentioned it a little bit earlier is, um, I really enjoy seeing, um, technology advance in every way, but like in medical field, when we saw the Samsung, um, uh, almost like exoskeleton, exoskeleton thing, thing yeah. which we've been seeing popping up slowly over time anyway. But to see one streamlined and circular like that, and like I said, kind of you could almost put clothes over it, which is kind of cool. It gives you a little bit of dignity that you're not wearing a fucking... It, it, I say it looks so much cons- looks more consumer, consumer friendly. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Which is very cool. And then also a watch that has uh, a tightening thing for blood pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I had a heart thing years ago and I had to use uh, one of those things to check my blood pressure every once in a while. And uh, it does kind of suck just pulling that shit out and getting ready and waiting, stuff like that. It'd be cool to just have, I mean, I don't have that problem anymore, but like, it'd be cool if you did need to check uh, often, uh, having that with you at all times. Sure. I mean, that stuff, you know, people who are, are fine and healthy or whatever don't really think about too much, but that stuff's really exciting uh, for people who their lives are hindered by not being able to do things the same as everybody else. So it's really neat that, that and that's first off, the money aspect of it, the market of it makes sense to get involved. But it's just cool to see that through technology, people's lives are going to get more normal and, and accessible. The whole wearable thing is is really weird for me anyway, just because initially when they came out, I was like, okay, they're just digital watches essentially that, yep. that are uh, uh, accessories to yep. your phone. And at this point, uh, because they've really embraced the health, wellness, and fitness aspects of them. Um, they really are devices on their own at this point. And, uh, well, the way they pair with your phone too, like don't, not to get too futurist about it, but like you're pretty much already a fucking cyborg without implanted technology. We are already carrying around technology at all times. Yeah. And those two things are, I mean, you're literally walking around with fucking, uh, technology that gives you information and keeps track of shit on I use you. my watch all the time me too all the time. i never wanted one until i got like they're like if you buy this with this you can buy the this watch for 50 bucks it's normally like 300 yeah and i was like eh, okay and now i'm like i'm not i'm never not gonna have that pair anymore for sure i want to and you've seen it too i you know I, i'm at the point now as well where i like i'm not pulling my wallet out as much anymore either i'm using my apple pay for everything yeah. so um, it's just convenient. It's there. I'm yep. already, it's already in my fucking hand. It's streamlining so, reality. Um, so with, with the, the, going back to the watch though, mm-hmm. uh, I, what I've noticed in 2018 and now, uh, 2019, there's a huge emphasis on heart monitoring in, in these uh, watches. I know with the, the, the new, uh, Apple watch that it has a certain, and they showed the the tech in it or whatever, but there's a certain sensor in it now that can detect a, a thing happening, uh, in your heart and it can warn you when it's coming. And then now you got the blood pressure thing with this, with this device as well. Um, I also know a lot of them will have like things that'll remind you to breathe because most of us are awful at that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, especially in a, in a world where we're thinking about doing so much, uh, you do just kind of need to take a second and like breathe and, and be healthy for a moment. Cause like this, the stress is bad for your body in general. So, 
Um, I'm oversimplifying, but we got, obviously we're trying to get through this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just the, and I'm a huge, uh, uh, adapter of, of voice, uh, stuff in, in my gadgets as well. And so my yeah, I watch, use it a lot. Yeah. With my watch and stuff, you know, uh, I listen to my music on my phone. It's in my pocket, but then when I want to pause the music or turn it down, I can do it here. If I want to skip the song, I can still work and I can just go, Hey Siri, skip song and keep working. And it, it you know, I don't have to just, I don't have to stop doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, and so, uh, wearables has a huge future, I think. And I think the more people actually start using them and trying them, they're going to realize they can't live without them at this point. Well, that's why, too, we're just talking about cyberpunk and even not even just that game, but, you know, um, people have always speculated cyberpunk will be the future and the idea of augments like that, which is definitely still something that could happen. But back then they weren't thinking about the wearability of technology. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going because you don't have to do anything super crazy to have, to have technology and yeah. that's where everything's going. You're going to have, you know, clothes you're wearing. That's going to have all the stuff you need to do mm-hmm. until the singularity, if that's ever a thing. But, um, you know, you already have a watch and a phone, which is essentially, you know, the, the, the main, uh, technological factor. And then once you have some kind of facial, you know, glasses or whatever that can do stuff, show you like, imagine you got big enough glasses and you're driving a car and now Google maps is showing you nothing to, obstructive of your view but showing you like arrows on where to drive and shit or like you know that's the building you want right there like all that kind of stuff i mean it's coming and it's right around the corner so it's really interesting to see because it's augmenting our lives essentially so for sure yeah um also i was really excited about that battery just because right now my charging port fucking sucks even though it was for iphone uh it sucks and um so if i had one of those i plugged it in a battery pack it still wouldn't work very well so i like that's just using the wireless it's funny because the whole time uh, I've, I've had a phone now with wireless charging, I, I kept wondering, like, why don't cases just do this? Or yeah. why don't the, the portable batteries even have, like, a thing where you can just set the well, fucking phone on the top of the battery? But the wireless charging has come a long way in, like, the last two years because it, it used to it used to charge slower than a cord. And now it's faster. And now, it, yeah, now it does it faster. So um, it just had to wait for the technology to be viable. Who would want a charger on their phone that charged like shit? Yeah, and that and that God, wireless charging is such a game changer, man. Oh, they're they're already working on shit that can uh, charge in the air. You okay. don't have to connect it with anything. It's just like in you got me that thing for for Christmas that sits on my desk, and I can literally just put it there. And now I can continue to use my phone yep. while it's facing me as a second screen. The battery never goes dead, and as soon as I'm ready to go somewhere, I just grab it and go. Yep. I don't have to unplug it or nothing. It's so I use the same so nice. same thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, I have a big widescreen fucking ultra widescreen monitor, so I can even split it off into two screens. But a lot of times when I'm editing, I like the real estate, and when I'm editing videos like that. Um, I don't want to use other resources. I don't want to be watching stuff while I'm editing. So a lot of times I'll just throw this. If I'm listening to a podcast, I'm like right on my wireless charger and it'll be sitting up facing me and I'm just listening to it as I'm working on it and stuff like that. So it is, it is super convenient. So using that technology in a, in a case is really neat. Something that is expected, but it's cool to see it's here essentially. And, uh, Mophie or whatever. I've had one of their cases. Morphe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had one of their cases It lasted a year. So it wasn't very, very, I mean, it was decent, but battery case. And I don't remember. The wear and tear was. was very quick. Yeah, sorry. So that's fine. Um, I also had a battery case. It lasted a year. So yeah. yeah. So they don't last very long, mm-hmm. but they're also really big and bulky, though. So it probably takes up a lot of space coming out of your pocket over and over again, and hits things easier. I don't know. I don't know how the fuck that that works, but yeah. I end up throwing it away eventually. Anyway, it wouldn't have worked on this phone anyway. It's bigger than my last one, but um, 
I also think it's interesting. This video and another video I watched, uh, there's technology that there would be expected cameras in them, and they don't have them anymore. So that's a that's an interesting thing to see that the market does not want cameras on everything. Um, I, think, I just expect it, but yeah. Well, and that is it's it's weird, right? Because we do expect cameras and everything now. Yeah, but I, that's where the market went. I know a pretty decent amount of people, not a lot, but a pretty decent amount of people who are really weirded out by cameras on everything. So obviously. It's not that uncommon. So, uh, a coworker I worked with uh, went to a website and showed me how to access like any webcam. Mm. He was just going around the world, looking at all these webcams, and you could tell the people had no idea they were even on. Yeah, and I was like, "Whoa!" Yeah. So, um, not that I'm too worried about certain things being seen naked or whatever. I don't give a fuck. But like, someone could see your fucking credit card yeah. that you're holding in your hand, all sorts of shit. I'm and I have a lot of cameras in this fucking house. I mean. Uh, we all have a lot of cameras in this house, but I own like a lot of like actual cameras, camcorders. I have mm. two fucking webcams, like or I have my PSVR cam on my TV and my webcam, um, all sorts of shit. And all my cameras are like actually all just facing upward. So if someone, I don't put the tape on there. I don't want to do that, but um, they're upward. So I know people could still listen to you, but everything is fucking listening to you already. It's kind of hard to stop that one, but the visual thing. Um, I already know how easy it is. I've seen it. So um, just to save myself any idea of potentially getting taken advantage of in some way, fucking just face them up at the ceiling. If they want to watch my ceiling, fucking have fun. Um, but yeah, so it's interesting that it's a real thing. It's interesting that things that don't need cameras, they just take it out. Plus it lowers the cost. So it does. And I mean, they're obviously it's being advertised as like your alarm clock. So yeah. it's watching you sleep. Like yeah. that's probably a big reason there's no camera too. Yeah, if you're gonna do that, do it on Twitch. You can get paid. Yeah. You'll make like two thousand dollars. Capitalize on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, everything is really neat. Um, I always love CES because I love all the new technologies coming it, out. It's just fun. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I know the Vive. Uh, there's a new Vive coming out, uh, which is really exciting for me. Even though I fucking own a Vive, and I don't want to think about buying a new one. But um, it's supposed to be completely wireless, which is fucking awesome to hear. That's good. They got the technology down to the point where you can lower that latency. That's the big thing they're worried about how to keep the battery up for, I think the right now it's like two hours. It's pretty decent. It's like a, you know, a switch or something like that. But, um, yeah. the battery is important, but also the latency that wired wireless signal is your computer going to be able to broadcast that gameplay. There's that smoothly. conversation. 100%. Yeah. You know, batteries are exciting for me as fuck. They're they're if you make really powerful batteries that can last a long time and charge quickly off minimal uh, energy, uh, it changes the world. Yeah. So, I mean, you get off the idea of, uh, you know, relying on other people to re- give you electricity. And, yeah, and you brought it up before, too. It doesn't have to be just our toys. It Like you, like you said, Elon Musk and, and all is into batteries and stuff. And they have the house batteries and stuff like that already. So I, I follow people on YouTube who uh, who work with solar stuff. I mean, I watch people talk about solar energy. Mm. So, and uh, they're really adamant about it because you, it's free energy. It's just there for now. How are they going to fucking charge you for I don't know. solar energy? But they catch you collecting rainwater in some areas and they bust you for that. So yeah, I don't think they're going to catch you with sunlight, but I hope not. that's a whole other topic. <laughs> um, yeah. Overall though, really cool stuff. Yeah. And anything else you want to add to it? Uh, no, I mean, obviously we only watched a seven minute video. We didn't like, he's, you know, brought up at the beginning. We are only, there's only a little bit here. Um, I would actually say, and I'm sure you would as well. If there's something you wanted us to talk about instead, let us know. We'll, we'll cover it. Um, I, I like watching stuff, but I, I've kind of gotten out of the, the habit of going through and watching all this stuff at this point, because 
uh, a lot of it is concept. And mm -hmm. I, I kind of just wait for the consumer. Yeah, I used stuff. to get really excited about yeah. concepts, and uh, I haven't for years now. But I still like it because it's still that technology still exists, and it's going to go towards something. Mm -hmm. A lot of things early on, you see, you're like, "Well, what's the point of that?" And then it gets merged still into your, and then it gets yeah. merged into your watch, and then later it all comes together, and you're like, "Oh, that's why uh, 23andMe took my DNA to fucking sell it back to me in 20 years because uh, that's owned by Google." Yep. And they're going to sell your genetic fucking, oh, you want to de-age? We'll send you your DNA from when you were 22. It's coming, guys. Uh, let us know in the comments, uh, what did you find exciting about CES? If there's something that we did not cover, because there's a lot of shit. There's a very specific reason I picked this video. It's because there's so many things I saw uh, when I was reading about this um, through, um, you know, whatever. Uh, CES, and I knew it would take another, like, two hours to cover it all. So let us know in the comments anything you're excited about, anything in this video you're excited about. Um Anything you're hoping to see in the future, uh, technologically coming, let us know everything you're thinking about when it comes to technology and CES uh, 2019. And that's going to do it for this episode of TasteCast, episode 87. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Tasty Loop Gaming. Check out my streams and Chris's streams on Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all in word, that's me. Tasty underscore fruit, that's Chris. Hit the notification button to know when we go live. And if you want to watch my streams on YouTube, you can do it because I dual stream when I stream. Uh, we have a Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. And we are on iTunes. Spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us. And uh, yeah, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. Until next episode, which will be right around the corner. Tasty Tuesdays coming up. Uh, until then, have a great weekend, guys, and take it easy.